And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No. Because I'm going to get him. And welcome to this episode of the Hagman Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios located in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania where it's a, just a balmy 80 degrees. Well, you know, she like these weather reports, huh? Folks, we broadcast live every weeknight. That's Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on our flagship network, the Global Star Radio Network. So thankful that they're allowing our message to get out. We're also simulcast on Blog Talk Radio. That's BTR, of course. And you can watch us live in my archive right here. Right here. Look, right there. See? On our YouTube channel. See? see? Look at a handsome guy right there. Huh? Hey. Got color today. Hey. Actually, it looks pink behind me. I don't know what's going on. Um, don't forget, folks, we've got two different websites. Uh, actually, the links to the audio and video broadcasting venues can be found at hagmanandhagman.com. That's hagmanandhagman.com. Two N's, spell it all out. And, of course, hagmanreport.com. That's for news, information, and analysis. Things you need to know, show prep, uh, good stuff there. And I'm Doug Hagman at the helm. Joe Hagman, my son, researcher. And, bad uh, speller. Bad Gotta speller. Get it. Yeah, Just you know, a quick I, announcement. I, I, I must have missed, I misspelled something on in the, the show, show title. title. Right, right. It's, and I can't change it because it will change the just, URL for the show. Just give us a I break. I apologize. Okay. We're doing 5,000 things. You know, here's the thing. We don't, okay, people like Dave Hodges and, uh, us, we don't have staff, you know, hundreds of, not hundreds, but we don't have like, you know, 20 people working for us. Okay. We've got a, we've got empty the wastebasket. We, we do. We empty the wastebaskets, clean the toilets. And, and Eric, Joe and I, we do everything. Okay. So just so you know, we don't have a staff. We don't have a secretarial staff. We don't have a, you know, we, we don't have interns. We don't have people out there. We have people to help us. All right, so sometimes things just happen, so thank you for that. Anyway, uh, we, we're going to open up tonight's show. Look, we we got a really great uh, uh, show tonight planned. Later on, we're going to be talking about something extremely, extremely mm-hmm. important. I don't know how many people saw this, but, uh, folks, if you're not paying attention to what the the what's going on worldwide with the occult rituals, you better, you better start Illuminati ritual intended to honor Satan with the opening of the Gothard base tunnel. Folks, I, I've gotten all the emails. I've seen all the videos. Biggest have, tunnel on earth. Right. 35 miles, what is it? 35 miles long or whatever. Under the Swiss uh, Alps. 2,000 meters deep in places, basically. Um, which anyway, is significant yeah. in itself, but. But, but, but we're gonna, we're gonna address that later on before we do, and the significance of that to what's going on in the world today. But before we do, uh, at the last minute, we asked, or I, Joe and I asked uh, uh, Dave Hodges to join us because he's got some extremely critical news. If you go to the commonsenseshow.com, the commonsenseshow.com, let me say that one more time, the commonsenseshow.com. And if you heard his broadcast last night and, the, the you know, the weeks prior, um, go there to the commonsenseshow.com and uh, uh, make sure you support him uh, as well. But uh, Dave Hodges has got some extremely critical and groundbreaking information. Dave, thanks for joining us on short notice, buddy. Hey, my pleasure to be on with you guys anytime. 
Well, I'll tell you something. You've, you're, uh, you're, you've done some ex- extraordinary research, uh, Dave, and, and I would urge everyone to go to thecommonsenshow.com right now. You've done some extraordinary research. Dave, w- w- where are we at here real quick? Um, and I know that you're up against some time constraints, so we're, we're you know, we're going to be very, very wary of that. But what's, what in the world is going on here, um, with respect to what you're finding out, uh, here domestically, uh, uh, I mean, you know, what, what, what's, what's, I'm just going to tell you, what's on your radar, brother? It, it, my radar is not big enough to handle all that's coming in. Um, it, you know, I, when I got started in this business, I thought it was a matter of uh, correcting a few issues and cleaning out the bums and getting the right people into political office. And I've come to realize that's a fallacy um, of the nth degree. We are under attack in every aspect of our life. Every aspect. Uh, you you name something. I mean, uh, it, it, it's just I, I can't keep up with it. Um, it. You know, and the thing is, is they're brazen. When I had Steve Quayle on my show a couple of months ago, Steve said uh, we're living in the times where all things will be revealed, and that's really happening. Uh, I published an article this afternoon, a very brief article, as a press release from the National Toxicology Program, and they're under the National Institute of Health. And they all they said in the press release, we're going to have to announce that cell phones cause brain cancer. Whoever thought you would have seen this? <laughs> Boy, that's news, huh? I, I mean, quit talking conspiracy, Dave. Come on. I mean, seriously. It, it, it just yeah. I'm looking at the carousel on my website right now, Doug, and it's just it's crazy. Poland will put thirty five thousand troops on the Russian border, so yep. war is clearly on the way. That's a provocative move. And then the brain cancer story with the cell phones and the government admitting it. And here's one, and this is one I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about. And I didn't even cover everything that was on this article here. It says the EU is finding a way to legalize child abuse. Now, to the novice, well, and I got taken to the woodshed for saying this this morning in the article, but to the novice, they may not connect the dots. But the three of us, you, me, and Joe, and and good number of the listening audience that you guys have, um, we have their playbook. We know how the globalists do business. And what they have is they have a document that was put out from the European Parliament. I've linked to the document so people can't say, oh, it's just fantasy. It's there. And it says a European framework, uh, national statute for promoting of t- for the promotion of tolerance. And let me read to you one section here, guys. It says definitions for the purposes of the statute, and they go through all the things that you can say nothing against, and I mean nothing. You can't utter a word that's overheard in a restaurant, and you'll go to jail. That, that's what they're, and this is going out to every member state of the EU, EU to their legislatures to put in um, and codify into law. It says um, racial, cultural, ethnic origin, descent, religious affiliation, linguistic links, whatever the heck that is, gender identity, uh-oh, that's a big one. But here's the big one, Doug, sexual orientation. And that sounds like a benign term. We've heard it so much. It's like, who are we interested in sexually? Is it 
person and for some perverts who use bestiality, which is now legal in the Army, uh, it could be a cow. It could be an animal. It could be uh, women. It could, anything that is fair game sexually to Adderall, LGBT, whatever it is, is covered under sexual orientation, and I mean everything. And what I've been maintaining, and I've been saying this very consistently, and, and I'm sure that you'll recognize this, I said we're moving down the path of bootstrapping from what used to be called one sexual deviance to another sexual deviance and using the prior sexual deviance to basically justify through bootstrapping the next sexual deviance. Now, I want to make this clear. I don't care what people do in their private times. I don't care who they sleep with. That doesn't matter to me. I could care less. But they are, and, and not it's not the people practicing these lifestyles I'm even talking to. It's the New World Order who's taking these lifestyles to turn it into something. And what I've been saying clearly for years is that we will see a time in this country where pedophilia is legal. And I'll go back to DSM-3, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, used by psychologists to diagnose mental illnesses in the 1960s. If someone was homosexual, they were deemed to be mentally ill and they had a sexual dysfunction. Then you go to the 1990s and DSM-4, same, same book, same purpose, different edition, then homosexuals are okay, but if you're a transgender, you've got gender identity disorder. And this was what I was raised under. This is what I went to grad school under. This is what I learned when I became a mental health therapist. Um, and then now what we're looking at here is we're looking at DSM-5, which came out last year, and basically what it's saying is anything goes. There are no prohibitions. Now, it doesn't specifically mention um, abusing children, but if you look at the progression from the LGBT, we've moved to the transgenderism. Canada is preparing right now, and I wrote about this, it's on my website, uh, preparing to pass legislation that does the same thing. If you speak against transgenders publicly, if you say they don't, a uh, transgender man does not belong in a woman's restroom, leering at little girls, you can go to jail for two years. That's what's coming through. Um, and I may have to change phones here, Doug, because I get the low battery signal for some reason. But that's what's okay, coming no through. Problem. So, well, um, yeah. But here, here's what we're looking at. What comes after transgenderism? You've got gay and lesbian. Then you've got bisexual. Then you've got transgenderism. Then what's next? Pedophilia. And we know people like George Soros have donated $2 million to NAMBLA. Now, what's NAMBLA? NAMBLA, excuse me here, and I'm sorry, this is very unprofessional, but, uh, okay, NAMBLA is the uh, North American Man-Boy Love Association, and their moniker phrase is sex before eight or it's too late. Uh, quite frankly, I don't know how they're still walking on the streets and not behind bars because they're advocating open criminality. Uh, it's not a lifestyle, but it's going to be a protected lifestyle because LGBT, every one of those groups, they now have more civil rights than you and I do is practicing, biblical practicing heterosexuals. 
So next in line is child molesters. Doug, I can draw no other conclusion. I've been saying this for years, and now we're on the doorstep. And quite frankly, I've had enough. You know, it's not up to the majority culture, heterosexual, to basically bend to the whims of minority practicers, whatever that practice is, to say we glorify you and give you more civil rights. No, we tolerate you under the Constitution. We recognize your right to civil rights. We recognize your right not to be persecuted and bullied. I completely support those aspects. But now they want to take it a step further. What they're talking about in this European document is they're even talking about, you know, application to education and schools in Europe are going to have to teach, gee, look how wonderful these people are. And let me read to you one more thing here, and this should get your attention. This almost goes without comment, our need for comment. Uh, Under Section D, same document, public morals, explanatory note, examples, tolerance does not denote acceptance of such practices as female circumcision, forced marriage, polygamy, or any form of exploitation or domination of women. So in the article, I wrote an editor's note, and I said, why doesn't this document mention protecting children instead of only protecting women? I think this is very telling, Doug. Now, people say, Dave, do you see conspiracies on the wallpaper? Well, yeah, I do if it comes from the New World Order because I have their playbook. I know how they think. I know incrementally how they sneak things in. And, Doug, I know we're speaking the same language here, aren't we? You know what, Dave? We are. And look, folks, if you don't, and there's no reason for you not to not to understand, believe, and hear what Dave Hodges is saying, just simply search after the ball how America will conquer its fear of hatred of gays in the 90s. Okay, this was written by two um, homosexual intellectuals, uh, Marshall Kirk and Hunter Madsen. One of them is... Um, no longer with us in the larger sense, by the way. I'm not sure which one. I think it's Madsen. But having said that, they provide a, a very concise uh, playbook of of a uh, very concise overview of the manipulation, the legal manipulation. And you know what, Dave? At the end of the day, within folks, at the end of the day, what this is going to be is an attack on our faith an attack on our First Amendment rights, and an attack, both criminal and civil, well, an attack on our liber- liberties in the civil and criminal venues. And, you know, Dave, i got to tell you this real quick, and um, then you can jump in here, but I just want to say this. Um, people, when we started talking about this, I, I was getting emails saying, you're talking too much about the homosexual agenda, or, you know, there's hatred in your voice. Now, you know what? Look, I, I know... Homosexuals, okay. I, um, I, I, like you, you know, you can't change what they're, and I have no reason to want to change other than salvation, what two consenting adults do in the, in the privacy of their home, okay? Other than salvation, salvation. All right. But, but, this goes beyond that. People don't understand that this is part of a larger organized tapestry of, of an attack against 
the of Christians of the world. And, you know, Dave, you've done such an excellent job of exposing this, especially the progression on your website. And folks, everybody, please bookmark and read Dave's writings. They're invaluable to, to your education. TheCommonSenseShow.com. His research is spot on and his analyses spot on. Um, not that you need our endorsement, but man, you know, it's right there. And, and there, there's the more, Doug. Okay. There's more. Here's what's scary. This isn't just Europe, as I pointed out. This is also, you know, Trudeau is really pushing us through Canada, and it will be law this summer. Uh, there's virtually no opposition in Canada to, to basically say, and you can't say anything about transgenders. Well, you're damn right I can. If I got a niece in a restroom and some XY walks in, XY chromosomes walks in, I got a lot to say. And and so don't tell me that I can't speak up on behalf of women in our society because do I think transgenders by and of themselves are going to molest women? No. But do I think that people who are of that ilk will pretend to be transgenders and do it? Absolutely, and we've opened the door for it to happen in a rampant fashion. But But it's not just this. This philosophy in Europe is coming here. In fact, there's evidence from Bloomberg you know, former New York City mayor, that they're working with the Europeans in this regard. Let me read to you this one short paragraph. This is from Bloomberg.com. Beyond national laws that criminalize hate speech, there is a need to ensure activity by Internet users is expeditiously, expeditiously reviewed by online intermediaries. Boy, it sounds like Facebook. And <laughs> social media platforms upon receipt of a valid notification in an appropriate time, the companies, and listen to this, and the European Commission, Doug, what I read to you earlier from Europe yep. was called yep. the European Commission, and then they have a longer byline after that. So there's evidence right here that the Bloomberg people, and he's a globalist, they are working with these people in Europe on these same facets. There is absolutely no question that this is an international movement. This is not just going to the EU and they've lost their mind. And then we see in New York City, and I wrote about this nearly two weeks ago, where the New York City Commission on Human Rights uh, has said that uh, you must use approved terms to refer to people's gender when they enter your place of business or face stiff fines if they do not comply. So I, I forget the execution date. I think it's September 1. But um, there are terms I've never even heard of. It sounds like a skin rash. One term here for gender is Z, Z-E, and yep. then here, H-I-R, and the failure to ask people when they walk in your door in New York City, uh, what would you like to be called uh, human being? Uh, and they give you the answer, okay, thank you. And I think there's 71 choices. If I'm not mistaken, I think there's 71 choices on this. 31 um, last I saw. And, and, and yeah. Doug, this there's is insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, okay. Right now, well, as of May 30th, New York City, the, the uh, uh, New York City itself added 29 new terms. Yep. Making promoting LGBT 31. 31. Um, and, and, you know, here's the thing. You're right. It's Facebook that has 71. You're right. 
Right. You've got yeah. You've got the multi-layered, multi-tiered uh, uh, fronts, really. But two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for violations by employers by um, landlords in New York City. Okay, New York City is a cesspool, and I spent so many times. I mean, eighteen months we spent, <laughs> we spent working time, the man. streets in New York City. And I'm going to tell you something, Dave. What a what a you know these glamour shots that they have about Manhattan and stuff. <laughs> you you go right behind that that thin veneer of of uh, glamour, and it's it's a sewer. And, and so are the people. So are the globalists. So, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, man, it's... And, and, I mean, 31, you have male and you have female. How can you add 29 additional sexual genders to a man and a woman? It, it just wow. boggles yeah. the mind. And then to make people play by the rules to conform or face jail time or monetary penalties is just absolutely outrageous. Yeah. Well, it, it, what this basically is, is an attack upon Christianity and biblical values. And, and I'm going to make a statement that kids aren't hearing today in many of the public schools. This country was founded on biblical principles. The Constitution was based on biblical principles. The Supreme Court, the Congress, opened their sessions with the prayer. We are decidedly a Christian nation. Now, because our our forefathers had great insight and they were good human beings for the most part, save slavery, they said that you can practice any religion you want and government can have nothing to do with it. Now what we're seeing is the imposition of the Muslim religion in our Common Core education. I've documented that on this website, and I'm going to reopen that topic here in the next couple weeks. Uh, We are also seeing the fact that the Christian religion is being put upon in many different ways. In fact, I had Virginia Farver on my radio show last night, and she's known for researching electrical frequencies, smart meters, the smart grid, and this elaborate system of communication and did you know doug that they're the uh the powers that be are going to christ large christian churches and they're paying off the officials to the tune of four to five hundred thousand dollars and they're installing um these communication systems that tie into first net and basically it's the police state surveillance grid and this is happening wow. in our churches right now so, also, are, 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 wait a second. Are, are you saying, Dave, that that, that uh, basically utterances, uh, uh, homilies, and and such are being under? Uh, it's under surveillance. The, the Christians are under surveillance. No, what, I, what I'm saying, well, probably so. I, of course, it is because everyone else is too. No, what I'm saying specifically is this: is that they need to ins- install what they call these Hepburn towers. This is stuff I'm learning for Virginia. She lost her son to brain cancer over this as he was a graduate school on the campus of San Diego State University. And she turned a lemon into a lemonade, and she's been a crusader. And she is on fire in terms of researching this. And what she said last night, and she has never been wrong in the years I've known her, is she said that Christian pastors are being and their related owners are being paid to put these first net Hebron systems on their church properties. Now number one, they're exposing the parishioners 
and anyone who works there to the same kind of brain cancer risk that is causing cancer, cancer clusters at universities all through the country, particularly places like San Diego State. Secondly, they're buying into spying on Americans. I mean, wholly a Fourth Amendment violation. Uh, but, of course, you're going to have a lot of taking pastors because if you ask the question, how many pastors are in the clergy response team? Answer, no one really knows. Estimates are between fifty to 100000 And so they're not going to say no to this money, particularly if they're a 5013C church and they're already being bought off by the government not to talk about abortion and, and transgenderism and so forth. So this is what's also going on. I mean, you asked me at the start of the show, where would you like to start? And I hesitated because there's so darn much. I, I get brain lock. I don't blame you. We do too. Yeah, you're not alone there. <laughs> you know, we pause out of necessity because there's, you're right, there is so much there. And you have, I mean, beyond this, you've got, uh, uh, Obama and Hillary Clinton, who you, uh, lay out as double agents working for the CIA, the KGB. I mean. Let me make that case just very briefly. Anyone who knew about the late Larry Grathwall, um, and you trace even beyond that to where we know for a fact that uh, Ann Dunham, who was Obama's mother, worked for Tim Geithner's father, who was running the Ford Foundation, which was a CIA psyops connected to MK Ultra. Also, it was known to be a double agent factory with the KGB and the CIA, who aren't always on the opposite sides. And then we know his father, his real father, uh, was a communist. We know that Bill Ayers, who started Obama's political career, was the leader of the Weatherman Underground, who Larry Grathwall penetrated back in the 60s as an FBI undercover agent. We know that he launched Obama's career. And he, uh, he told, in fact, Ayers told um, Larry Grathwall that he said if we ever win and take over, we'll have to create all these re-education camps, put 50 million Americans in, and kill 25 million of them. And they espoused communist values. They aligned with Castro. They aligned with North Vietnam uh, during that Vietnam War period. Uh, and, and this is who backed Obama. And then we've got the Russian defectors, Golitsyn and the Scissors Plan. And so they, they all say, we're getting our man in the White House. This has been the plan all along. And I'm leaving out details here. I mean, even Vernon Jarrett, who was the father-in-law of Valerie Jarrett, was involved with the Weatherman Underground. And Bill Ayers still visits the White House up until this very day. So Obama is a communist. He was born a communist. He was bred a communist, raised a communist. He is a communist. He's there to fulfill the mission of taking the United States down, wrecking our military, and so forth. Now, Hillary Clinton... We don't have to go any further than the Clinton Foundation. There you um, go. She has partnered with a company called Uranium One. And before people say, oh, Hodges, you've really lost it now, start throwing things at the computer or the radio, let me tell you. Um, this comes from the New York Times. They ran with it, and then I ran with it, and I got more data. But originally, the New York Times last year said that 
Uranium One, which was partnered and under the control of the Clinton Foundation, which basically she's using to earn funds to run for president. They were using the BLM to extract uranium illegally. This is what the Bundy Ranch and all these other BLM affairs are about. Is they're taking minerals, and a lot of it's uranium, off of BLM land, and that's actually ranchers' land, truth be told, and they are selling it to the Russians, and they're throwing in sweetheart deals where Bill Clinton gets paid $500,000 for a speech in Moscow. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Well, let's stop for a second and analyze this. She's taking a natural resource owned by the people of the United States, or certainly by these ranchers, so depending on how you want to legally define BLM land, but she's breaking the law, and it's a felony. But then she's giving it to our old and new Cold War enemy, the Russians. Well, let's back up in history. Where have we seen this kind of thing before? Well, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg in the 1950s uh, sold nuclear secrets to the Russians and they were electrocuted. Yep. And this is what Hillary Clinton is doing is worse. She's not giving, you know, plans on paper. She's giving raw material that can be turned into nuclear weapons that can kill Americans. Now, if that's not CIA KGB related, what the hell is? <laughs> you got that right. And I mean, you've done and again, I I have to commend you on your research because reading your Articles, your reports at thecommonsenshow.com, and especially the the one with uh, Obama and Clinton. How deep you go into this? Y- yeah, you got this exactly right. And, and you know, you had mentioned. Uh, I just want to toss this out there, Dave. And I, I, th- this is one rabbit trail I've been I've been looking very heavily at. Um, the Fort McMurray fire. Now, people, people, be, before people say, okay, now you've you know. To me, um, accuse me of going off the reservation here, uh, or going nuts. Uh, Careful, you're going to hear from the ACLU for that comment. Yeah, really. Well, they can stand in line. I got. <laughs> Never mind. But you know, this fire, what this has done to the oil sands industry, the economy, and I know there are real people involved up up there, and I know there are real towns, real homes. I get that. But when I when I was following this, when you look at the um, dangerously expansive and incredibly intense fire, I find it pretty convenient the timing between Obama's uh, well the the pipeline in quotation marks the oil transport from Canada into the United States. You're talking really um, um, billions of, of barrels to the extent where disrupting that would wipe out our reserve. And, and effectively, this fire is doing just that, or will will have that effect. Mm-hmm. And, well, my sources tell me that the cause of this event are gnats, as in spetsnets. <laughs> I like how you did that. <laughs> I see what you did there. And that's what I've been told. Well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I, I believe it was. I, I do believe it was. Uh, if if not outright started, you know, as an arson, it, it was accelerated um, just because of the. And I, I can't prove it, of course, but I, I do believe that's. And I think for for cause, 
um, because it's going to have such a consequ- negative consequence, an adverse uh, effect on yeah, the Yeah, I, uh, I, I can't prove that either, but I'm telling you the smart money. And one of the sources that told me I've worked with before on other issues, and he's pretty good. And he said it's Betsnaps. He said, uh, yeah. and he said it is to undermine the oil reserves in North America. Well, we'll see. Now, let me ask you this, because, um, and, and folks, uh, Dave Hodges and I, we do have conversations off air, and we we toss things around. And uh, but, do you do you think that this is asymmetrical warfare, uh, Russian activities in Canada because of our meddling in Syria? Perhaps. No, uh, I, I think it's a little more complicated, and, and let me explain. When I used to talk about Russian troops on American soil, and yes, folks, they're here and they're still here, and I've got legal documents from FEMA and the Russian Defense Ministry to prove it, um, people say to me, well, how can we be conflicting with Russia around the world, and yet we're letting them into our country, and our soldiers into our country? Well, you have to remember who the commander-in-chief in, in is, or should I say the traitor-in-chief. As I said before, Obama's a communist. He doesn't work for the best interests of the people. No one knows who the hell he is. Who is his basketball coach in high school? Who, who is his l- literature teacher in high school? Uh, we know Brzezinski was his Soviet studies instructor um, at Occidental, but we don't, you know, who is his first girlfriend? Who did he go to the prom with? Who did he hang out with? Why aren't we hearing from his friends? Oh, he was a great guy, told lots of funny jokes. We don't know who the hell this guy is. He's a CIA Manchurian-created candidate, and there's clear evidence that if people take the time to do a search on my search engine on my website, they'll find more than likely he's MKUltra produced, as is his half-brother Malik Obama, who runs finance and guns for the Muslim Brotherhood. And, and the documentation is solid, folks. It's not speculation, and we have circumstantial proof. We had solid proof on this. But back to what you're saying here, is this asymmetrical warfare with the Russians versus the U.S.? You know, that's a logical question. That's a really good question, and it makes a great deal of sense. And if this were the 1960s, I would probably say yes. But what this really is is it's basically taking away America's industrial capacity so our military can't maintain a long-term fight. See, we've lost our industries. A lot of our industries that would be converted into wartime production like we did in World War II are gone thanks to the free trade agreements. We've lost 86% of that manufacturing. But what we haven't lost are the vast oil reserves in North America. But that seems to be taking a big hit right now, and Obama knows about it, and he's letting it go on. In fact, Doug, let me give you a parallel situation going on right now. During the height of the Bundy affair, I found a BLM document they scrubbed. Fortunately, I printed it, and I was able to scan it and save it. But the BLM document talked about letting the Chinese build solar energy farms on these properties. And I had the names, and I'm sorry, I don't have that document in front of me, so I can't quote the name. But they named the Chinese company, and I traced it, and it was a front company for the Chinese military. It was a way that the Chinese were sneaking military into the country while also gaining control of our reserves, probably in payment for the debt that we owe them. And who was letting this go on? Well, 
this was specifically under the auspices of Harry Reid, but of course he had the approval of Obama, again, a communist working for the communists. He is in place to bring this country down. Now, he hasn't completed the job, and this is why we need to bring in Hillary the criminal. Who's? I'll make a baseball analogy here, too. Um, it's amazing to me anyone could vote for Hillary with what's even out there in the public domain, much less in the independent media. But uh, Hillary Clinton is so vicious, so brutal, and such a murderess. I call her the Lizzie Borden of modern times that Obama in baseball parlance would be the eighth inning setup man to get you to the ninth inning where you bring in your closer and shut down three batters and win the baseball game. Hillary's the closer. She is brutal. And so it doesn't matter if she has, you know, communist leanings in her background. This woman is total, as in totalitarian. We will never see the light of day of freedom again if we ever let this woman become president. She has jokingly referred to FEMA camps as fun camps, laughed about sending people there to be reeducated. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know something... It's just, We have, uh, you know, I, I couldn't have predicted a year ago, two years ago, we'd be where we are today. We are at the pivotal crossroads of history. Is Americana, you know, the Pax Americana, as I like to call us, are we going to go down the tubes? And are we going to be a subjugated people? And if we're subjugated people, it's going to be worse than what Nazi Germany did, where they killed six million Jews. It's going to be a lot worse than that. Because we have a lot more than six million people that are going to stand up to this tyranny. And Donald Trump comes along, and you have the immovable force object versus the irresistible force. This is where we're at. This is, this is battleground America. We're not going to get out of this, in my opinion, without a civil war. And, and God, I hate to say that, Doug, because the bottom line is my life's working pretty well privately. But I also write about these things because I know this is where we're headed. Do you really think that they're going to let Donald Trump become president and undo the free trade agreements and take away trillions of dollars from the corporations so industries have to come home? Uh, you, you know, folks, this is a kind of, these are the kind of discussions that, that, uh, Dave Hodges and myself, uh, Ted Brower, others have off air, and, and we kind of game things out. You know, we, it's almost as if we're sitting at a conference table talking about this, and, and you, you bring up a really good point. And, um, you, you know, folks, I, Dave Hodges is not, you know, you can tell he's not feeling well in the, you can hear it in his voice, uh, um, so, in terms of allergies or, or whatever, and I just want to thank you for for being a real trooper for you know uh, uh, joining us tonight. But um, this is so important because people have got to really uh, people have got to see your research and uh, understand what you, the conclusions you are arriving at. You you make a good point here. Um, well, let me give you something else. We know Facebook sells our data to the Chinese yeah. military. We exactly. know that last year the Chinese military hacked into the VA and stole records of 21 million veterans. When you start connecting these kinds of dots, that is a military occupation force move. This is how you do threat analysis, and you let these supercomputers do it, and they know which homes to go to at 3 a.m. to extract people. 
you know, with the Germans and the, and, and the SS and the Gestapo, they had to rely mostly on word of mouth. Here they have sophisticated data. And now we have the Chinese at the, at the Long Beach uh, port where now they own it and they're bringing in soldiers there. They have the solar energy farms where they're bringing in front people to run them, but they're really military. I mean, this is an occupation force. And, and how do I know this? Well, I can connect all these dots with one term. UX-16, Unconventional Warfare Exercise 16, currently going on in Texas, probably going on all across the country. They've kept it out of the headlines, unlike what they were able to do with Jade Helm 15, because in effect, this is Jade Helm 16, but with a different script. I know the script because I got the BizOp ads. And what they advertised for were, um, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically ex-American military guerrilla chieftains. And you know, that's kind of a mouthful. But when you really step back and look at what that means, that means that when the Russians and the Chinese, ostensibly wearing blue helmets under the U.N. flag, begin to subjugate this country under Obama or Clinton, whoever is running the show at that time, when they begin to do that, you're going to find large numbers of American military units that are going to say no and heck no, but they're going to have to probably fight a guerrilla warfare. This is what they're practicing in Texas right now as I speak, and I have published the documentation, and all I've gotten for that article are crickets chirping. <laughs> but this is a big yeah. this this tells you that everything Doug that we've talked about on your show, what we've written about, this is true. And, and what, to, to me, what's important and, and what kind of is a little bit disconcerting to me is all of the lives that we're living right now, lives we're living right now, our lives, the lifestyles that is, it can change in an instant because the infrastructure has been built right underneath our noses. You pointed this out. Um, the assets have been mobilized, and, and you know it, it 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 saddens me when when I when I see uh, people who get on um, or to, to talk about, for example, Jade Helm, which you wrote extensively about. You investigated, and they say, "Well, see, nothing happened during Jade Helm. Really, nothing happened." Um, of course, it, it happened. It, it, although, you, you know, things did happen. Um, it, it, I, I don't know, Dave. I mean, it, it's it said it a moment ago. You know, I really don't want to see this take place because you know things are going pretty well. You know, maybe our station in life is is, is okay. You know, we've got families. We've got uh, you know, we've got a reasonably comfortable way of life that that will change or could change david do you think i don't i don't want you i'm not asking you to predict but how could they possibly or how will they take out trump or how how will they ensure or assure that that donald trump trump will not be a factor in this i you know they still have their uh gamesmanship they can play at the convention um i was asked by two entities to cover the convention and I said, I'd rather stand on top of the Twin Towers, based on what I know on 9-11, than go to Cleveland. Because I found out that MoveOn.org and Black Lives Matter, both George Soros organizations, have booked large numbers of rooms in Cleveland. Yeah, and There's actually... There's going to be hell to pay there. Now, I also yeah. think, and I've said this before on your show, 
the false flag uh, quotient goes way up once that convention starts. And you could invoke a fake ISIS to fly a dirty bomb into the Q Center where the convention is, destroy the Republican Party, and Hillary waltzes into the White House. Or Obama declares if she's going to jail, which is not likely as long as Loretta Lynch is the AG. So what you likely would see is that um, uh, one of these two is going to be in charge, and it's going to be business as usual as we march towards our ultimate destiny. Um, I have concluded that Trump is sincere, but I also think he's going to make some deals that are going to make people mad, in other words, so he can gain some traction politically. Uh, so I think the convention itself is a danger point. Uh, let's not forget that uh, Bobby Kennedy was killed for far less than what Donald Trump has done. And I've also concluded this. You know, Trump used to be one of these guys. And they thought, no harm, no foul, you know, 10 months ago when he announced his presidency, but it got out of control. And peop- they did, the globalists did not predict that millions would wake up and start asking questions and get angry. And now they got a big problem on their hands because if they kill him, uh, it, it would be so obvious that I don't know that they're ready for the backlash yet. And I don't know that they know what the military would do. In the period between the convention and uh, the election, I think their best option, and you got to think like your enemy. you got to be a coach for a minute and think like the opposing coach. What would I do if I were a globalist and Trump is gaining steam because Hillary cannot beat him? Once he starts pounding out the facts, no one will vote for her, no one of reason anyway. I think that they'll bring in one of the worst false flags of all time, whether it be biological, chemical, or nuclear, or all three. And Obama declares a state of emergency and stays in power. And that's where the martial law, the Russians, the Chinese, and the U.N. come in. Um, I, I think these, this is a real possible scenario. They, they're not going to respect the political process and the will of the people. There's no way they're going to let Trump say, well, all the corporations have to come home now and illegals have to get the proper paperwork to stay in the country or come into the country, and we're going to have a 13% tax rate for the uh, wealthy with, with no exemptions. They're not going to let that happen. They're going to fight. They're not going to give up what they fought for over the last century. I, I can see Henry Kissinger, you know, good old Heinz there, um, you know, having a, I could see him twitching, in, you know, in his in his suite at the Waldorf um, if he's still there. Uh, it, it just. Well, I have a suggestion. I think we ought to do a tag team match with winner take all. Hagman and Hodges versus Rockefeller. Oh, and and choose another globalist. Kissinger would be a good choice, and we could do it MMA style. You know, we tap that's out that's just like they do in pro wrestling, and we go in there and beat the snot out of them, Doug, and and they have to go home with all their toys, and and we run the country. How's that? Kick them out of their uh, sandbox and and take their toys and push them out. Yeah, we we can be the bullies that they are. I, I'm I'm game. Let's uh let's 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 do that. I'm sure we'd sell a few tickets to to that. Um, although Dave, I got to tell you. I, I fight dirty, you know. Uh, of course, I, I'm good for about the first 
I don't know, a minute or two, and then I'm going to have to do the rest of the. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, couch. me too. You know, I mean, it's going to have to be a quick victory, but, but, but even, but compared to those two, I mean, you, you got to figure we got to be in a little better shape. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, well, my brother, you know, we're we're just getting on the top of the hour here. We got about uh, five minutes left. I, I, you know, I just I, I feel I feel bad to the extent that you know you're that, that we asked you to come on, you know, at the last minute. But I just oh felt no no, look, it's my pleasure. I didn't even hesitate. When Joe contacted me, I was more than happy. Hey, can I mention one thing again uh, that I've talked about briefly before and that's scene.life? Get off Facebook, folks. They're selling you down the river. And come over to scene.life, which is Facebook replacement. We have crossed way over 100,000 people since we've talked. Okay. On the air the last time. Yeah, we've got to do that. Um, Okay. Let me explain why people need to do this. My presence needs to be on there because I'm, I guess I'm kind of a veteran in this movement and you're more of a veteran than me. Uh, don't take that personally because you're still better looking, so it's okay for me to say that. <laughs> but, uh, in scene.life, we have veteran presence that disseminate information. We have a lot of new people who are Trump followers who are really upset what's going on, but they don't really understand all the issues. It's a great place to coalesce and learn from each other. And it's a fun Facebook. There, there's no surveillance. There's no censorship. You just can't threaten people can't do anything inappropriate but you're never listening i mean the you know, facebook will throw you off if you make a anti-hillary uh post so you know i i really want people to go to, to scene.life sign up and, and and engage in social media because it's a way that we can keep communication going and think together act together and plan together sounds Excellent. good you know yeah, we we do have to get off um, uh, the the normal uh, Facebook social networking. You're you're exactly right. We're feeding into that that monster. Right, and it's not even like they have to set up you know a separate uh, government agency. They set up a uh, user friendly computer interface program, and we volunteered all of our information. We volunteered all of our connections uh, to our friends and family and mapped out pretty much uh, our entire nation and who knows who, who's related to who, and um, gave it to them for free. And now the Chinese military has it. (laughs) What were we thinking? Hey, knock, knock. Hey, we're not here for chop suey, guys. We're here for you. And, and that's, that's what people are going to find. Uh, I'm telling you guys, unless we can meet the wolf at the door right now, and this is the time, this is this summer is the time, between now and November is the time, you won't get another chance to fight back. This is the time right now. We all need to make a stand. Yeah, and we need to talk exactly to those right. people who wear badges, first responders, and people in the military and say, do not obey unconstitutional orders. And, and, and you are so right. And, and there are so many out there um, that are still that, that, that are still uh, constitutionally minded. I don't know how else to put that, who, who are disgusted with what they've seen. And, and you, know, you know, it's getting so now, even in our hometown, uh, if I go to the convenience store for something, I could take a look at, at one of the officers like I, I've known for for ages, and we'll talk. And, and then maybe the next day see a new recruit, and the difference is just astounding. Uh, you know, a new officer. The bus yeah, it's the new ones. There. Yeah, it it's the new ones, and they're being yeah. taught that through federalization programs that we're the enemy. 
We don't need to be policed in a cooperative manner where we're partners with the police. I mean, really, a, a good community is one where we call the police when there's trouble, we observe a crime, we call the police, we work together, we cooperate with each other. That's how it's supposed to work. But they're turning it into an adversarial relationship where the younger police cadets are being taught that we're the enemy. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and and that's we we still we still have that ability right now to change that, or at least delay the you know what's coming. And I think we can do that, but we 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 do have to become active, proactive. And you're right. Talk to the talk to the badge holders. Talk to the first responders. And, and yeah, uh, and there's also guns, food, and water. There you go. There you go. And don't forget the Bible. Amen, brother. And of course, Dave Hodges, our guest for this hour, so gracious to join us. The Common Sense Show dot com, folks. Make sure you support him, his research, his efforts. That's the Common Sense Show dot com. Dave, I want to just want to say thank you so much, my brother, for joining us this hour. Oh, man, absolutely, my pleasure. I am you know, so honored to be on your show. And anytime you want me back, I'll come back. All right, my friend. God bless you. And and take care of yourself. Get some rest. Get some real restorative rest. Yeah, I'm on the mend, but I'm doing better. And uh, this gets me fired up because it gets my adrenaline pumping. So temporarily, I feel like I have energy. <laughs> so this is a good thing. Well, you're in our prayers and, and the audience as well. And, and yeah, uh, you take care. And God again, you. thank you. And and uh, yeah, and and uh, scene dot life. You're on. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be checking that out and urging our audience to do that. And of course, yeah, join my group. I got the Common Sense Show up there. And uh, right. um a lot of good groups up there uh and, and like i said no censorship amen awesome. that's that's the way to go all and right brother. you don't sell to the chinese so yeah no, <laughs> exactly two knows general so is chicken okay, for guys, you thanks for having me on all right brother god thanks, bless Dave. you man. we're coming up against the top of the hour break the rest of the show we're going to get into some news and current events that are, are going on tomorrow we have Dr. Michael Lake lined up and just a, a quick announcement um, until the first Tuesday in August Stan will not be joining us yeah, yeah. he is taking uh, a hiatus not from work just from this show so he can focus on his lecture series in the upcoming conference he's got going on in July uh, that he's doing that he's been working real hard on so we're, Stan's going to be taking a, a two month break from the Hagman and Hagman report but he will be back. But tomorrow, Dr. Lake will be with us. Just wanted to let everybody know that Stan is all right. And if you don't hear him here on Tuesdays, it's because he's on his break working on his lectures. And more to come right after the break. This is the Global Star Radio Network. You may never look at your town or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the dangers, denials, and deceptions. For five years, a brutal killer remained on the loose, free to kill again. As Mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond. You may never look at your city, town, or its people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood. Order your copy of this engaging novel today at HagmanandHagman.com and click on the link. Stained by Blood. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Um, portions of the nice broadcast. I want to just start out by saying a big thank you to uh, American Survival Wholesale. That's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. Folks, if, you know what, if you haven't prepared or done much preparation, or even if you have, take inventory of what you've done. And, and check your stock. Rotate your stock, of course, but uh, our go-to company for all things survival-related in terms of, well, long-term survival food is AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. That's AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com, Christian-owned, veteran-owned company. And, they, they, you know, they employ people. They do a lot of lot of things for a lot of people. They, they have an outreach program. They've got, uh, they help veterans. I mean, it's just an amazing, they're amazing people. So uh, support AmericanSurvivalWholesale.com. But I just really want to enforce or, or for, enforce? How can I do that? I I really want to to to, uh, to to advocate the fact that we all should be prepared because we know. I mean, if you can't feel, and especially with the uh, things taking place that, that we can see right now, if you're on the fence, well, things may or may not happen. At the very least, I think we're going to see some some supply disruptions as a result of some really funky weather. Um, and, and that's uh, to me that's more of a judgment than um, than anything else. That's my view looking at this. However, uh, supply disruptions, you name it. So be prepared. And, and along with the long-term storable food, healthmasters.com. Now, folks, if you haven't visited healthmasters.com, do so and sign up for their newsletter. Take advantage of their special. I you know. I'm going to go out on a limb here, all right? I'm Doug5, D-O-U-G-5. Now, that was the last time, I don't even know if that, that coupon code is still I good. I think so. Okay, let's, let, 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 let's, let's make them honor, let, let's make Ted honor that Doug5 is 5% off all purchases, okay? Let, let, let's just, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if it's still good, but Doug5 at the checkout or the coupon code, um, yeah, what the heck, why not? But, you know, it's so important to feel to, to, to feel better or to feel good, and nutrition is so important. So healthmasters.com is the, that's really the place where we get all of our nutritional supplements, including purple sticks. Now, boy, I could go on about purple sticks. In fact, this weekend, I just, I'll tell you something. I was, I was doing some work on Saturday, and I was really getting into, some research, Joe, and doing some things, and so I I mixed two purple sticks into this huge uh, infuser, and I used the distiller, and I I mixed it up. So I was pretty cranked up Saturday night, and ended up I don't know it was two or three in the morning, <laughs> ended up watching. And folks, how many people remember this movie? Ended up watching Walking Tall from 1973. Okay. I've seen the remake, but no, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, the one with Joe Don Baker in it was is the movie. If you haven't seen the original uh, with Joe Don Baker as Buford Pusser, and the reason I bring this up now, you know, uh, when I I remember seeing it in theaters when it came out. Does that make me old? Uh, yeah, a little. Erickson. Oh yeah. Well, hey, I can still whoop you. 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're okay. Hang on, guys. We're, we're gonna have a go right now, Eric and I. Um, but, but uh, you know, to, to watch that that movie, and and I remember too, back in seventy, I think it was seventy three when it came out, with um, again Joe Don Baker's Buford Pusser. Uh, right after it came out, they actually had the sheriff Buford Pusser interviewed to talk about the movie. And this is based on the true story. It, it came out again in early '73, but to watch it and to really understand the corruption and and how one guy can can make a difference, and that's kind of where I was headed with this. You know, we think often that neither, you know, none of us can make a difference individually, but we can. One guy can, one woman can make a difference. It's a question, do we, do we have it in us? Do we, do we want to make a difference? Now, one can argue, well, you know, geez, that's, uh, you know, fighting in the flesh or, you know, make, trying to change things in the flesh. Well, yes, because we're appointed to live here on terra firma, so, um, we have things to do. But Pusser, Buford Pusser carried a huge, uh, stick from his, in case you don't know the story, from his uh, family uh, lumber mill and used that to clean up the town. Now, it's interesting because even back then, and and you watch it, I mean, I watched it back then, and I, I didn't really have a clue, but I was a young man, of course, and uh, um, but in retrospect, to, to, to see that right before Sheriff Buford Pusser was going to uh, sign, a, or right after he signed a movie deal, or during that time, I'm not sure exactly when. It was a year later, it was in '74, when he was suddenly had a car accident. He was killed in a car accident. Hmm, coincidental, right? Um, no, I don't think so. But 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 to see this one guy, Joe, clean up the massive corruption in a county in Tennessee. Using a big stick, you know, walk softly and carry a big stick. Uh, wow. And, and, and it, it, to, to me, it, it kind of motivated me to watch that. Now, I don't, I, 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 do, I have not seen the remake. Mm-hmm. So I don't it's know. Okay. I mean, but, but to, uh, to really understand. And it, it, it got, I think it got poor ratings. The movie did got poor ratings back in the seventies, but, but I would challenge, uh, people today to, to be Buford Pusser to the extent that we, uh, yeah, no, I'm not encouraging violence, but what I'm saying is we can make changes. You know, we can have that same motivating, that same motivation, that same, um, desire to clean things up. And, you know, the globalists are sniveling, snot nose, uh, you know, idiots, really, that I compare them to, to bullies on a playground. That's kind of the way I look at things with these, with these globalists. People, I mean, think about the people like, think about like Obama, the effeminate Obama. Ben Rhodes, for example, the White House guy, Ben Rhodes, uh, who's essentially scripting the entire narrative of history. Under Obama, these are are wimpy wusses, in my view, and, and if you just kind of yeah, 
you have to see that. Those people listening on, on, on the radio didn't. Yeah, they'd jump. They'd back away. We, we know. So we have to, we have to fight. I really, I really believe we, we've got to fight. And, um, this is going to earn me, I'm sure, some, some sort of, uh, uh, negative mention on some, uh, whistle list like the Southern Poverty Law Center or the, uh, right wing hate watch, uh, uh, you know, idiots. I already said a tip. Yeah, of course. But, but, but you see, we have to stand up and we have to do so righteously though, righteously and, uh, with integrity and with character. And I think we have to, we have to do so. And, and you can, you can debate tactics all, all you'd like. And, and I go back to uh, one more thing, Joe. I want to I mention before we get into the Baphomet, into what's really taking place across the world. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I look at people like Coach Dave Dobbinmeyer, and he he had a, he did a video not too long ago. Um, I, I think he's looking for somebody else or anybody else or ever yeah anyone else. I, I don't recall the exact word phrase he used. But he had, uh, it was like a minute and a half video, and we should put it up on our website, but he had said, you know, he was going to um, uh, appear, I think it was either at a Target or at a, an abortion uh, mill, and you know, a charnel house, if you will. And he was looking for pastors and people to, to go with him, and, hey, you know, I'm busy, can you get anyone else? So he was looking for anyone else. And, and, and that, that's our problem today. Well, hey, I, I I can't make it. Is there somebody else you can get? Well, he makes a good point. So uh, I'm all in favor of joining America's coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer, past the salt, uh, past the salt, He's a just a fantastic uh, uh, coach. He knows the field. He knows the players. He knows the game that in yeah. which we're embroiled so let, let's support coach Dave Dobbenmeyer too and let's uh, let's offer him any assistance we can because we can make a difference simply on the numbers now okay so the rest of the program tonight is dedicated to to um a number of things that are all, all interconnected and if you haven't seen it I'm just going to set this up for you Joe and then uh, you could you could talk uh, about yeah, there's, this there's two things going on well, um, go ahead yeah we have the 6616 uh Yep. Satanic celebration in Los Angeles, but first, uh, this there is a a tunnel that has been built in Switzerland, and uh, and, and I must it has have been raising have eyebrows. Gotten, we we must have got uh, I don't know hundreds of emails about this. Yeah, I saw this last week, yep. and I know you saw it too. Yep, but the tunnel is the Goddard. Or I'm sorry, Gothard, Gothard Base Tunnel. Uh, it was launched last week. It was 8.5 billion euro initiative. No, well, it was it was 11. Uh, now pay attention to the numbers. Here's the bottom line: Gothard Base Tunnel, Switzerland. June first, six one sixteen. That's two sevens. Notice the sevens there. The opening ceremony. The long-awaited opening ceremony of the Gothard Base Tunnel, Switzerland, yeah. and the Swiss put on one of the most bizarre opening ceremonies in history to mark the completion of the tunnel. And if you watch the videos, if you watch the ceremonies and rituals that were done, 
they have no logical place for their actions. I mean, usually when you have something like this, there there is a theme behind it. There is a, a reason for the actions that they take. Well, you had 600 people in attendance here. You had they were all of, dignitaries. Yes, you had heads of state. You had, um, you know, I think Merkel was there. Okay, yeah, you, you had uh, prominent European politicians, including a- Angela Merkel. And the uh, German director, Renzi. Volker uh, Hess. Uh, uh, Fra- Frank uh, Hollanday was there. Um, and and uh, But see, Russian uh, RT video, uh, filmed this. Now, this was closed off to the public, this ceremony. <laughs> For good reason. Okay, right. The opening ceremony can, was, was presented in two parts, but... But central to both parts was Baphomet. A and, goat the, man, and the numbers, Baphomet. like you said, um, the tunnel through the Swiss Alps was the first conceived in a sketch from 1947. Okay, and, and this this connects to Hillary Clinton <clears throat> in, in, a, in a roundabout way. Yeah, yeah the construction began 17 years ago, <clears throat> and it has created a travel time from uh, Zurich to Milan it will be cut by an hour thanks to trains going uh, 160 or so miles an hour and uh, fame for trains the organizers roped off more than 600 dancers acrobats and dramatic actors and even composed the new route's very own theme tune as they pulled out all the stops last Wednesday for the inauguration of the tunnel's northern portal in Esterfield, Chancellor Angela Merkel of Germany, President uh, Frank- Francosis Hollandale of France, and Italian Prime Minister uh, Renzi all came to southern Switzerland for an upbeat, glitzy celebration featuring musical bands and dancers. Now that's from the Daily Mail, uh, the Daily Mail dot UK. But, and, and I just want to say too, the we there are a lot of individual. There are a lot of individual websites. Vigilant Citizen, for example, has information on this. Um, there is another one. Uh, uh, many, uh, many respective. Now you, you have to watch where you go for information. Okay, Vigilant Citizen. They've got some pretty, pretty right on accurate information about this uh you've got right side news that that seems to have a really good handle on it of course rick wiles spoke about this but what we need to do is take a step backward and and, and see how this all fits in into this tapestry of of satanic occultic worship right now because there's a bigger picture here not just this ceremony but when you take this and combine it with the elections and combine this with the with the um, uh, Olympic ceremonies and combine this with other satanic rites that are taking place right now, and you understand and put into Just focus... Look at CERN. Right, CERN. You understand what the Baphomet is, what what the what the significance of Baphomet is. Also, how this is is related to Babylon working uh, all of these satanic rituals... Now this is overt. This is in your face. But don't look at this as just one isolated incident. Because if you do, you're going to be missing the larger implications, the, the, the greater implications here. But, um, so go on. In I this mean, ceremony, they had, um, <clears throat> all these different weird, uh, 
aspects to this ritual. And if you're watching this on, on, I just want to say, if you're if you're yeah. looking this on at YouTube, if you're watching our program on YouTube, Eric uh, put up still images yep. from this. Top left is the tunnel. Top right picture is the beginning of the ceremony when the construction workers uh, were walked in. Uh, just underneath the construction workers on the right is outside the tunnel where they were showing pictures of a man's eye and eyes all around it, which transfigured into a uh, goat man is what is what you're seeing on the screen there. And inside, you see on the left hand, left lower hand side of the picture, there is a giant fake baby angel. Uh, this is say, what stopped no, me. I don't know what this baby. <laughs> Um, you can are look you, at my screen here. Look, the baby angel. Oh, that, that's no, that, that's not. A, I mean, that, that's uh, uh, the another iteration of, of Baphomet, okay. I believe. Well, yeah, I, I would imagine so. And then you have um, pictures of like this. I don't know if you saw this. The, the goat man, right? With the goat on his head. There were people walking around with horns. Um, this whole thing was very odd. There were. And there are reasons behind everything that they did, but like the CERN dance of Shiva, of dis- the dance of destruction that was completed in a circle outside of CERN, there were similar dances and rituals performed uh, here at this, what they call this masterpiece uh, tunnel. Now, the tunnel's 57 kilometers in length, the longest in the world. Its duration is 20, 20 minutes, under 20 minutes. It connects northern and southern Europe together in a way that had never been before connected. Um, there is a lot here that uh, has and is behind the scenes behind these rituals. Now, I watched a video a few times, a few different videos of the rituals, and the only thing I could gather is that it was a satanic celebration of some kind of... Uh, uh, ceremony celebrating the completion of this tunnel. Now, it's the longest and deepest tunnel in history. Significance to that, I don't know. But well, this is in the same uh, there are area two, where two me. is. Okay, well, let me just interject this. There's two two different things we're looking at, actually, with respect to this. There's the actual tunnel itself, and then there's a ceremony. Yeah, the, you, you know that the that the elite, the power, uh, the people in power, the satanic Luciferians, are all about symbolism. They're all about the occult. They're all about satanic worship. The ceremony itself provided the entertainment, and they, it was a spell. You've got mm-hmm. to understand, this is a magic with a K spell to invoke the power uh, uh, and transfer the power to these Luciferians at, on our backs. This is a spell. You watched a spell being, an, a magic spell. And and people might scoff and say, oh, you're just... Blah, blah. No. No. I mean, where do you think these ideas come from? Where do you think the uh, choreography and this... Who put the ceremony together and why would they do it in such a way? Well, and that's you're you're right. Who planned this? And and this also included. And if you haven't seen this, or if this is the first time you've heard this, RT. And I would I would urge everyone to look at the raw footage from RT. We did not. We have not posted it. 
We don't intend to post it. It is, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Luciferian and satanic mm-hmm. in nature. You can find it if you want to and watch it. We can post some photographs, but, uh, it was disturbing. Very disturbing, but e- even to the extent where there's an all-seeing eye. Again, this is a tunnel. This is a work of architecture. This is, but it's much more. And my question as an investigator, looking at this, who in the world celebrates a work of architecture solely a work of architecture in this fashion are you kidding me that's a good question okay it's it's about human sacrifice it's about uh the controlling of the masses but but they're sending a message they're sending a huge message folks and tomorrow again dr michael lake's going to be on i'm going to ask him to take a look at this if he hasn't seen this already um, because this definitely deserves more, um, more insight. We, it, it deserves more, we gotta break this down and see exactly what and why, uh, things happen the way they did. Why well, they. I, I'm working on that. I've actually got a paper that's right now seven pages of, I mean, from you know, the numbers, seven handwritten pages long about this. Full blown goat baphomet replicas to baby baphomet replicas to, um, people that were in their underwear, clothed with, <laughs> filled with uh, baby powder all over them, doing lewd acts in front of the crowd. You had uh, very uh, dancing in circles, very similar to the CERN Shiva destruction dance, as I mentioned before. Um, I forget the correct terminology, but when there, there's a word when people, uh, it's the thin line between dancing and Rare body movements, uh, and I'll have to find. Well, it. in my case, it's called convulsing. <laughs> well, that, I mean, it, it's a. That's what it was. There was a. It was between convulsions and dancing. Is what it looked like. It almost looked like the dancers were possessed. And I know that sounds iffy, but. Watch the video if you if you yeah, feel like you and, can. And, and look on the screen now if you're listening to this at your computer. Um, now if you're or if you're or watching this at your computer, if you're listening to this uh, via Global Star, you can you can or BTR, you can um, uh, check this out later. But but this is so extremely important. And why? Okay, why now? Why in Switzerland? Why this disturbing, this satanic ritual? You know, as soon as the, um, well, when you, when you saw the, in, in the RT, uh, the, the extended RT clip, when you, video, when you saw the, the, um, the dignitaries arriving, uh, you know, it was all, Joe, it, 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 first of all, it was disturbing <laughs> to, to, to see these dignitaries. Um, I, I want to yeah. say take part in this, become if, part of this. If we were invited to some kind of ceremony, opening ceremony for an architectural completion, and I saw in real life what I saw in that video, I would walk away very quickly. <laughs> If this if, and you have if, if this president does not, of France, yes. of Italy, of Germany, just to, to name a few in attendance, if this 
video or if this um, ceremony does not solidify, verify, authenticate, convince the average person out there that we have the Luciferian elite, the satanic people in charge right now running the world. If this does not, if this, if this alone does not convince you, you're beyond hope. I'll say yeah. that you you are absolutely, or you, you know you you've got your head so far, either down in the sand or up your the wrong body orifice. I'm sorry, you 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 you're beyond hope because um, this also <coughs> this also connects to <coughs> excuse me the 2012 London Olympics to to, to a. a a little uh, at its periphery. You've got the same philosophic, symbolic, dramatic displays, the reenactments, the uh, secret society rituals. You've got uh, the Illuminati um, power base that they're laughing at you. you. You see, even the actors in this they're laughing at you. They're laughing at the, the people who, who gave their lives to build this tunnel. They're showing the mil- militaristic aspects of the worker bees. Okay, the, uh, the masses dressed in their underwear, their tidy whities which is profane in and of itself in this case. The sexual groping going on. Yeah, zombies. It's even said that there possibly was a, a, a sex scene edited out that was ongoing uh, during this, where one of the videos had it edited out. But uh, as the foot, we continue to go through the footage and and look through this. We will uh, report our findings. But pay attention to the numbers. You've got to understand the numbers when, when we're talking about. And, and, and here's okay. Let me just give you some background here, and go ahead and keep that picture up of. Um, uh, for those watching on YouTube, go ahead and keep that picture up. Uh, just understand what we're talking about here when we talk about Baphomet. Just very, I'm going to kind of give an overview because people might say, well, I, you know, I've heard of it, but I really don't understand it. The, just to give you some history, and I got an email and I just want to say thank you so much to, to the person who, who sent the email today about, uh, about the historical, uh, parts that we do provide, but real quickly here, or as quickly as I can, I'm Baphomet. All right. Baphomet is the Masonic occult um, Luciferian symbol that is the, the symbolic to Satan, symbolic to um, the, the Satanic Luciferian power. And if you look at antiquity, if you go back in antiquity, specifically Greece and Judea, and if you look at the secret societies, the the uh, um, 
Oh, I, you go back into like the Knights Templar, for example. You look at the symbolism there. This is all related. The Knights Templar, by the way, they were a Catholic military order that were created at the start of the 12th century. That's really at the start of the end of the Dark Ages, which was a thousand-year time. Yeah, but from the uh, fallen Roman Empire to the rise of the Europe's Holy Roman Empire, but it was that that was a very dark time. But uh, uh, and you talk about depression, monetary, and such. Feudalism was really an economic system. But uh, when you look at this Baphomet, when you look at the the various secret societies that began, the Knights Templar, the uh, uh, Luciferian agenda, the Baphomet uh, worship. Um, the skull and crossbones invented by the Knights Templar. You know, we see the skull and bones society today. People talk about that. Well, the skull and crossbones were ostensibly invented by the Knights Templar. Uh, carvings during their ceremonies depicting a goat-headed creature with a semi-human body. At once, both male and female were found in the Templar's ritual chambers. You see, when you look, and if you look closely at that image, that ritual from this tunnel opening, you'll see this grotesque goat-headed semi-human, both male and female, figure. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that speak to? It speaks directly to what? It speaks to gender equity. Well, more specifically, the asexual nature of Satan, of God, small g. Okay. Um, It plays right into the transgender agenda of today. But the skulls, the heads, the hybrid creatures, and we saw the hybrid creatures in this ritual all represent their secret god, Baphomet. Baphomet is the, 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 the god of the secret societies. They worship Baphomet because it caused the land to germinate, to make people rich. Small g, God of the earth. And, and even today, occultists for whom Baphomet is now a, a really a potent symbol see in the idol, I-D-O-L, a representative of the universal principle, the fifth element to which all chemists is the key to turning lead into gold. Okay. Templars. This is probably what it meant to Templars as well. Tortured knights confessed of devil worship. They they were punished accordingly. The order 
the Knights Templar was disbanded, allegedly. The Grand Master of the Knights Templar was burdened at the stake, and, and offering knights were sent to do penance at various monasteries. This during the post-Dark Ages. The power, of course, of the Templars was crushed. Now, the concept of the Baphomet, the idol, which the Templars said caused the land to germinate to make them rich. You see, this was all about, again, satanic worship. Now, you're, you're going to find many variations of what I'm saying, and it all leads back to Satan. But um, And this is where the goats come in. And Russ Dizdard talks a lot about satanic worship and, of course, Baphomet. The aspect with respect to this tunnel and the presence of the Baphomet, to me, in my research, speaks to the not just the alchemic nature of the ceremony, but to me also talks about a monetary issue. This is, to me, a celebration, not of a tunnel, but of a one-world economic system. This is what I'm getting out of this, because of the presence of Baphomet and the ceremony that surrounded this. Because Baphomet was associated with money by the Knights Templar. In fact, they, they kept small statues of Baphomet in their money coffers. And you can tell that the figure in the, in the film, in the video, is <laughs> Baphomet because it's mm-hmm. both a man and a woman, right? All right. All right. But see, it, not only is it about money, it's about wisdom. It's about apotheosis, which also is present in our Capitol building. Notice the Capitol, of course, when we talk about the U.S. Capitol with an O. Yeah, and also... It's a dome. It's a womb. Okay. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Uh, and just to point out, to, to bring us to the L.A. Satanic Temple of Los Angeles, uh, planning their 6-6-16 celebration. Um, if you go to Now the End Begins or, or many other articles on the subject and you look at the the picture, the graphic that they use for uh, this story, at least what I'm looking at here at Now the End Begins, it's a picture of Baphomet with the pentagram uh, in the outline around him with uh, TST, the Satanic Temple. Right. And we we must understand that the symbol for Baphomet, Baphomet itself, um, taught, and it doesn't matter if you believe this or not, but the Baphomet taught the Templars, the Knights Templar, and, and other various secret societies all forms of knowledge, including the mysteries, but not limited to, the mysteries of money and wealth. Now, the ideas they applied were to create their international banking system. Baphomet itself has a certain ceremonial reverence. It's got this uh, talismanic power. It demonstrates that um, while people, people, societies, Luciferians, 
worship Baphomet. They make sacrifices to it in expectation of wealth being gained in return. It's an ancient concept. It's a belief that one can contact a deity through divination and, and even negotiate a contract with it if and when in which one agrees to perform certain services for that god, the small g, in exchange for blessings. So, you've got Baphomet bestowed or bestowing upon its people. And keep in mind now, just like the six, six, sixteen today's ceremonies in LA, the six, one, sixteen tunnel, um, ceremony. That's a seven and a seven. And look at the sixes today. Oh, the Luciferians are having a, just a field day. But you see, the people in attendance believe they can gain power, wisdom, and riches both from their god, small g, but also from the backs and the lives and the souls of the masses, the unwashed, that's us. So this is why it's important, because what we're seeing here, I believe, is not just, and especially about the ceremonies you look on the screen, on YouTube, or if you, on our our YouTube presentation, if you're watching on YouTube, what you're seeing here is the ceremony that that is going to usher in officially the one world monetary system that's you could be right on the money with okay that. well when you when you do the numbers and and when when you go back when you go when you look at history and this is why history is so important and when you look at the knights templar and you look at the symbology the tree of knowledge in the garden of eden when you look at the the the, uh, the the various symbols and the figures the serpent entwined magic wand of herms the uh, the alchemic uh, process of transmutation when you look at the uh, baphomet symbols when you look at all of these combined and then you take advance from there into the secret societies, the Templars, the Knights Templar, the um, the uh, secret societies spun off, the skull and bones. Yeah. Others. And, and to your point on the, econ- the economic, uh, one world economic system, uh, it's no coincidence yesterday, uh, Larry Summers for the Financial Times writes an article, the economic consequences of a jo- Donald Trump win would be severe and he mentions that the 23rd of june is the date where the uk will vote whether to remain part of the european union and november 8th will be the date that the u.s will decide their next president their next president it goes on to say 623 that's an 11 okay Mm -hmm. It goes on to say that the elections have much in common, both lead to outcomes that would seem inconceivable not long ago. Both pit angry populists against political establishment, and in both cases, polling suggests that the outcome is in doubt with predictions. uh, Prediction markets suggest a probability of between 1 in 4 and 1 in 3 
of the radical outcome occurring. Now, what is the radical outcome? It goes on to state that the financial markets are reacting to these uncertainties. The markets are highly sensitive to bear exit news. The pound in the British stock market uh, change with every new opinion poll. Analysts uh, of opinion pricing suggest that if Britain votes to leave the EU, sterling could easily fall by more than 10% and the British stock market by almost as much. Now, there's a lot of uncertainties also with the Federal Reserve's and other central banks. They call this the Trump risk. Uh, U.S. and global markets, financial policymakers seem much less sensitive to this Trump risk than they do to the bear exit risk. Opinion markets suggest only modestly elevated volatility in the period leading up to the presidential election, while every, while every Fed watcher comments on the implication of bear exit from the central bank. Few, if any, comment on the possible consequences of a victory from Mr. Trump, but it goes on here. Uh, it talks about a world econ- economy through global integration and how Trump's economic nationalism is highly dangerous in a globalized economic world. And I'm paraphrasing the article here. One could almost uh, argue that, or, to, or assert that, that there's an anti, well, a pro-globalist anti- uh, independent and thus right. anti-Trump uh, 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 ceremonies taking place, and I say ceremonies deliberately. And that's the part. The the, the subtitle of this article is uh, Trump could surely set off the worst trade war since the Great Depression. And, and it doesn't see it does look. It doesn't matter. Trump, the man. Okay, um, one can debate about his intent. But what is taking place, what is not being controlled right now, is and what I what I don't believe people have control over, or the the uh, Luciferians of power have control over, is the blowback that Trump has created. Whether the, whether that was done Even with forethought or not, <laughs> well, right. But okay, but just think about okay, and, and, because this goes, this is so inter- intertwined. Um, I want to just go back and, and touch again on, on Baphomet because when we look, at what I mentioned about the uh, ushering in the new world order system, when you or the uh, new, new monetary system, when, when you take a look at when this took place, six one sixteen, this 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 uh, ceremony for the tunnel, you've got the eye, of course, the eye of Horus, you got Baphomet, you've got all of these the symbology, rich in symbology. You take seven. Well, you take the numerology and you can see uh, that this is a nod to the Luciferians. But when you overlay this and the numbers and Baphomet and such, uh, just give me give you one example, um, uh, just very quickly here. The, the Federal Reserve was created in 1913. It's, it consists of one board of governors overseeing 12 Federal Reserve district, districts, making 13. One central bank controlling 12 district banks 13 1913 it was uh, brought into existence even the uh, numbers of the zip code for the feds headquarters 20551 add up to 13 Um, you've got this obsession with the number 13 as a tribute to Baphomet by not only the former Knights Templars but the Masonic founding 
founders and, and the Masonic uh, right. Luciferians of today. And I see on your screen there's a depiction of George Washington sitting in the Baphomet pose. Right, exactly. So we've got to look at the ceremonies and and. Uh, once more, when we look at the ceremonies like the uh, the six one sixteen Gothard Tunnel dedication, okay, that's yeah, it's bizarre. It's an occult ritual. It's it's a ritual where all of the globalist Luciferian power brokers, including Merkel, are involved in this spell, casting a spell. And I said it, it, it related to Clinton. It does. Because even though Hillary Clinton was not there, all right, um, what what is going on with Clinton? Well, I can tell you this. Clinton right now, um, I'm not sure if I want to get into this because this might be a little bit, when I'm looking at this, this might be a little bit uh, too much. Um, when I say too much, I'm talking about the, uh, too much time here. Don't forget Babylon working. Mm-hmm. Okay. This was, uh, Paul McGuire did a great job of, of pointing this out and explaining this very articulately on the satanic ceremony of Ron L. Hubbard, Jack and Parsons. Jack Parsons. Right. And the, uh, sex magic. Is it possible, and I'm going to toss this out there, is it possible that Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton could be the byproduct of Babylon working, whether it, whether the byproduct, a literal byproduct of Babylon working, and if you're not familiar with what I'm referring to, Babylon working, it's not spelled traditionally like Babylon, it's B-A-B-A-L-O-N, B, again, I'll spell it again, it's B-A-B-A-L-O-N, Babylon working, and um, this goes back. This goes back into into the into the forties. Just briefly, I'll just give a brief overview here. If you go back to 1918, Aleister Crowley he began this sexual magic operation with a lady from New York by the name of Roddy Minor. Now, it was known then under a different name, and it was done a few months before he spent the summer at Montauk Point. Now, think about that, all right? This all connects together. One of the main features in that particular uh, operation was the symbolism of the egg. They were told, it's all in the egg. Remember right? Lady Gaga's appearance on yes. uh, one of the late shows where uh, in her appearance at the uh, MTV's Music Awards where she was carried in, in an, on an egg? And on a late show, when asked to describe it, she talked about birthing a new race. Yes. How this was the age and era of birthing a new race. Right. That's, that's right. That ties right into this. Right. Well, okay. When we, because of the time frame here, if you fast forward to 1947. 1947. Well, from 1918 oh, and, okay. and that time. Okay. Um, the development of, of the OTO or the acknowledgement of OTO and such. But 1947, and you look at uh, what uh, what happened in 1947. Cydonia, the region of Mars, that houses the face in the pyramids, allegedly, 
okay? It doesn't matter if you believe this or not. It matters what they believe. But isn't it interesting that that Mars real estate exists, lies in exactly 19.47 degrees from its equator. 1947, Mars faces Sidonia, 19.47 from the equator. Now, how about Jupiter? Because Jupiter has influences today. Jupiter is of, well, it's got significance as a god of war and a god, small g. Well, the red spot, that you know that whirling red spot you see in Jupiter? You mean Saturn? No, Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay. okay. And there's even a similar area found on Neptune. Where do you think that exists? Saturn 19.4. The right. That's but Jupiter's got the whirling red spot. Yes. 19.47 yes. degrees from the equator. Even at, on Earth, on our planet, where are the pyramids? They're exactly at 19.47 north of the equator on the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. Okay. Now, now we're talking about the Mexican. Into the importance of ley lines and right. the reasons like why Washington, D.C. is where it is constructed, how it is constructed. But, right, all of this is kind of meshed, all of this meshes together. Now, when you, and, and be, just understand what I'm saying here, that the, the pyramids of Mexico, 19.47, the, the, the uh, Jupiter uh, uh, whirly thing is 19.47 degrees from the equator, uh, all of this. Uh, in fact, uh, the Hawaii pyramids, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, um, there have been pyramids found in Hawaii covered with jungle vegetation. Those are also at 19.47 north of the equator as well. But Aleister Crowley, 1947, died in 1947. And remember mm-hmm. the influx of, or the uh, the height of UFO sightings back yeah. then, okay? That's Roswell. Right, right. Now, it was then at that point in time, and Paul McGuire does a great job talking about this in, in his various books and works, uh, uh, Babylon Code included, that uh, Crowley, um, and, and uh, who was linked with the CIA, with Montauk, Jack Parsons, of course, JPL Laboratories. Jack Parsons was described in um, Montauk Revisited as having conducted a sexual magic experiment that was thought by some as the magical experiment of the century. Now, this was done in conjunction with with, uh, two other individuals who were part of uh, this group of people, Marjorie Cameron and L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard, of course, from Scientology fame. And, and the, the experiment was called Babylon Working, which was designed to invoke the mother goddess in, in, in her crown and glory, who was called Babylon with an A, B-A-B-A-L-O-N. Now, when you look at a Jack Parsons and Aleister Crowley and as uh, JPL, as, as uh, Paul McGuire has done and others have done, uh, don't forget Jack Parsons, co-founder of JPL, uh, the father of modern rock rocketry, the, died on June 17th, 1952. Supposedly, at least this is the story, he was killed in an explosion at his laboratory on June 17th, 1952. Um, but when, when you 
when you look through the archives from 1952, you go back and look at the newspapers, look at the various accounts. When you speak or, or see the uh, the uh, uh, research results of the investigation surrounding his death, you can see that he died, or there are mysterious circumstances surrounding this. His wife, Marjorie Cameron, arrived after the explosion, but before the ambulance had left, the attendants there would not let her ride in the ambulance, nor was she allowed to see Jack Parsons in the hospital. Now, now think about that. I know and, times were different back then, but... Now, now, hold on a second. The police violated standard procedure when they omitted... omitted they, they completely denied uh, allowing her to identify the body. She was Jack's next of kin. His mother was declared dead from suicide after hearing the report that Jack had died. Now think about that. Neither Cameron nor George Fry, who took care of Jack's cremation, saw the actual dead body. No one knows if Cameron actually died in that explosion. So what does that have to do, all of this have to do with anything? And especially Hillary, Diane Rodham Clinton. Well, when you look at what was taking place in Babylon, working in that project in 1946-1947, and you look at Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton as a product of, well, who knows, perhaps. <laughs> I, I say that almost tongue-in-cheek. It doesn't help that she's a, uh, a uh, witch. witch. That's right. And, and all of this interesting stuff going on. What does this all have to do with anything? Because look at the TV screen. Look at your screen right there on, on YouTube and see this ritual. This is an extension not only of Babylon working, or not only of... Uh, of the uh, the worship of the Baphomet, but that that thread of, of the occult Luciferians that included Crowley, Parsons, and others. Folks, you're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report on this Monday edition. We'll be right back with our third and final hour after this. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Network. City, town, where it's people the same way ever again. Stained by Blood, a murder investigation based upon a true story by private investigator Douglas J. Hagman. Using the character Mark Stiles, Hagman takes you on a journey behind the scenes where the homicide becomes secondary to an underworld of satanic ritual abuse, child abduction, and even mind-controlled experimentation. A world dismissed as conspiracy by those who want to keep its secrets hidden, exposing the danger denials and deceptions for five years a brutal killer remained on the loose free to kill again as mark struggles to navigate the maze of bizarre twists and untangle a web of deeply hidden secrets kept by some of the most powerful and influential people in his community and beyond you may never look at your city town or its people the same way ever again stained by blood order your copy of this engaging novel today at hagmanandhagman.com and click on the link stained by blood
Welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman Hagman Report. A lot of occult activities taking place today, six six sixteen, and uh, that, of course, the dedication, the satanic dedication of uh, of Lancaster in Los Angeles, uh, the pentagram, the satanic aspect of things, and of course, six one sixteen. We saw the dedication of the Gothard Tunnel and the all of the occult symbology there. First hour, we had Dave Hodges with us talking about uh, all things uh, related to the transgender agenda. You might not think that those are related to what's going on here today, but as, as a matter of fact, it is. You've got the sexual rituals taking place, as well as the sexual proclivities of both Hillary, Diane Rodham, Clinton, Bill Clinton being exposed now by uh, former Secret Service agent Gary J. Byrne. And if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about... Byrne is an ex-Secret Service agent, a 29-year veteran of the military and federal law enforcement Wrote Crisis of Character, a White House Secret Service officer discloses his firsthand experience with Hillary, Bill, and how they operate. You see, here's the issue. <clears throat> what, uh, what he saw, he, he was a uniformed, uh, Secret Service agent who stood guard outside the, uh, outside the, uh, uh, door of the Oval Office. And, and he describes the often Fierce, obscenity-laden tirades by Hillary directed at White House staff, Secret Service agents, and even her husband. And uh, he talks about and writes about documents, the uh, perversions that took place in the Oval Office. Now, Crisis of Character is a great, just a great title, because that's exactly what we have, not just in the uh, high offices across America, but crisis of characters what we have all across America, in our churches, in our homes, in our social uh, venues is a crisis of character, by bloggers a crisis of character, by Christians a crisis of character, but in this case by Gary Byrne a crisis of character of Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton, where he describes one encounter by the way where Bill Clinton showed up in the Oval Office with a shiner, mm-hmm. okay, with a, with a black eye. You know, how do you explain that? The Secret Service agents discussed the possibility of having to protect Bill from his wife, Hillary. Yep. Now, the and when you take the aggregate, the totality of evidence related to Hillary Clinton... When you look at Hillary Clinton, the person, and look at Bill Clinton, the scandals run so deep, the criminality runs so deep, the sociopathy runs so deep. The emails are secondary to the Benghazi, uh, subordinate to Benghazi, which is subordinate, well, I, I don't know if it's subordinate, but it's of equal to the foundation, the, you know, the, the money that's being, um, the money from the Clinton Foundation, which both Hill, uh, Bill and Hillary are involved in the infidelity. You see the perversity by both Bill Clinton and Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton. People say, "Why do you say Diane Rodham?" Well, Diane is is 
that's a reference to the goddess small g diane of which hillary rodham diane rodham clinton is has an affinity toward and of course you must understand that these luciferian leaders like hillary diane rodham clinton have their gods goddesses small g's to which they they uh you know uh, seek wisdom and power from and of course that's exactly what's taking place here what you're looking at is in in the modern uh geopolitical parlance i believe as we see the elections shaping up as you've got uh donald trump on the as a presumptive nominee versus hillary diane rodham clinton who's a sociopath a, a, a communist and the perverse uh, a cultist who will do away with the Second Amendment, the First Amendment, every amendment essentially, and turn this country into nothing more than a heaping ash pit from her policies and procedures. And then the other side, and I don't believe he's got a, a smoking chance in, in, in anywhere. You got Sanders, who's a socialist, who it makes, uh, who pales, his policies pale in comparison to, to Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton's. So it, Clinton is the uh, 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 the favorite by the Rothschilds and the and the powers that be, of course. So, but I would I would urge everyone to, to pay attention to what uh, Gary Byrne writes, his information, and uh, you see, and and again, please understand when I tell you this, there are people out there who who, who write books about or speak against or speak about Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton who are essentially on her side they don't tell you that and they in fact they tell you just the opposite just the opposite no no this is a tell all about Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton when in fact it's not Pay very close attention. Remember, keep your friends close and your enemies under surveillance. <laughs> That's an old uh, saying we, we had uh, here. But understand that uh, all of this, and when you look at the, the occult, Joe, when you look at these occult uh, things taking place, these occult rituals, whether it's 6-1 or 6-6, the Bohemian Groves, the Grovers, as they're referred to, these transpartisan occult Luciferian conspirators. Like the Bilderberg Group, which right. is meeting in Dresden. But, but the bottom line here is what they're attempting to do in the larger sense is to conjure up, is to, is to, is to use the power of the people to suck the soul, the power from the energy from the people, and use it for their greater uh, devilish satanic means. Please understand, this is what's taking place. They're dirtying up the air. They're dirtying up the... uh, They're attempting... They're harvesting not just people, but souls. And and this is what this is all Mm -hmm. about in a greater sense. And, And this is why Scripture talks about they will make merchandise out of you. We are spiritual merchandise. Spiritual energy and spiritual merchandise, which is harvested by the devil as he is uh, as a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. We are 
chattel, as they will say. We are human merchandise. And they have been harvesting on our souls. And will continue to, as long as those people let them. We have Jesus Christ as our answer, and we can turn to him and be saved from it. At least in the spiritual sense. But we have to be careful and understand they look at us as nothing more than merchandise. Of course. And if you can understand that, you can understand better why things are happening the way they are happening. Why is the, why are the racial tensions being stoked up? Why is that energy being raised to conflict point? Same thing with the you know the immigration why does it it seem like and i know people out there uh, like me feel the same way that every time you watch the news the regular mainstream news it's like they're poking at you they never bring you the good stories or the things that people do uh, for the betterment of humans and, and our society and to band together as human beings and take care of each other they focus on the negative they focus on what they think will offend you they focus on what takes your energy away from you what makes you mad they play on your emotions and by being able to elicit emotional responses from you especially negative ones those energies are harvested correct this is a larger game. This is a game, uh, a larger, when I say game, it's, it's, maybe that's the improper term. Um, you can, and many talk show hosts look at this as purely a, uh, uh, purely a, a physical battle when it's a spiritual battle as well. And perhaps mostly a spiritual battle. It, the collateral effect is, of course, the, the physical, is, is in the physical. But what we're looking at right now, um, uh, is, is, a ma- and I'll just, we're going to bring this back to the elections coming up here too. What's taking place with, with, uh, the election or with the, uh, information or with Hillary Clinton? Um, <coughs> when you look at Clinton, Hillary Clinton, you look at Obama, uh, you look at all of the criminality surrounding Clinton. The State Department right now is blocking the release of Hillary uh, TPP emails until after the election. Joe had, uh, saw yeah. this in the IBT. Yeah, that's the International Business Times. But notice Obama, and Obama's coming, is set to come out to endorse Hillary yep. Clinton as well. What, what, what we're seeing here is this, and also as well, you've got on the right, the conservatives, these pseudo-conservatives, who are some secretly, some not so secretly, saying, "Okay, we need a Clinton in the president, which is, or Clinton would be better as president than, than Donald Trump, because of, well, she's more qualified and, and so on." When in fact, it is deeper than that. The William Crystals of the world, the George Wills of the world, the Mark Levins of the world, who. Uh, are are just castigating and 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 debasing uh, Trump at every turn in favor of Hillary Clinton. You've got to ask yourself what's going on here. 
and, and the DOJ and, and, and everyone under the power inside the Beltway uh, tamping down the criminality from the emails to Benghazi. L- let me ask everyone a question. When is the last time you heard anything from Trey Gowdy about Benghazi? When's the last time you heard anything from any of the Senate committees about Benghazi or about yeah. any of the criminal criminal uh, aspects of Fast and Furious? The only thing that Nothing. recently uh, I've seen is the uh, military declares war on Hillary. Formal Former general openly demands jail time. A retired general under the George W. Bush administration as undersecretary for defense for intelligence says Hillary Clinton must be indicted after the names of the CIA protected agents were found on her private email server. This, according to Breitbart News, uh, General Jerry Boykin, said lives have been endangered by Clinton's irresponsibility and should be punishable by jail time. One of the few voices uh, telling the truth out there, and but you don't you don't hear about from the Obama administration's involvement to Fast and Furious to Obama administration and Hillary Clinton State Department involvement in Benghazi. Last week you covered information uh, about how the uh, there were options in Benghazi for soldiers and a response from the U.S. to make an attempt to save save Chris Stevens and the other uh, officers there that were protecting him, but they were given a stand-down order. Yet we see the media going after Donald Trump because, you know, his payments to the veterans were a few months late, attacking him uh, because of people who start fights and protests where he goes to speak. But you know, going back to the vet issue, you know, two to three months of, of him raising money for the vets and not handing over the money was such a big deal in the media. Well, we're two or three years, four years, five years past the Benghazi situation. What about the accountability there? Where's the media demanding answers? Every family member of a, of a lost fallen hero in Benghazi has come out called Hillary Clinton a liar, a criminal, a psychopath. No accountability. No media questions. They're not even making this... They're not even uh, covering this up anymore. It's, I mean, it's so overt now. She's responsible, at the very least, for neglect, uh, being able to send help to the, to the Middle East to... Benghazi. They didn't want to. They didn't exactly. want to. They knew exactly what was going on there. And when you look at Benghazi, and I've written so many, I've written 30-some yes. articles on this. You could this. put a book together okay. from the articles you've written. You've got to understand what Benghazi was all about. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go over it again. Everyone, every regular listener knows what Benghazi was all about. Growing tomatoes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the but, uh, the it tied into the arms trafficking. And, yes, and, and and but now, okay. So, so as we see the political landscape today, we we know that we know that the there's really virtually no difference between the the Democrats and Republicans. We know that we know that there's really no conservatives or very few in Congress. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The difference so, is um, in speech, right? The uh, 
conservatives say they want to do things that will help this country uh, when the, in the, the other side, the Democrats, openly say they want to do things to destroy, destroy the country. The only difference is the government uh, in the government is that the Democrats will act on their want to destroy this nation, where conservatives will sit back and let it happen. Well, right. And all of this ties in. And, and you know, you get, you get a little bit fatigued, I suppose, and as we all do, and I know I am. When, when you look at the landscape today, and this is why we have to fight, and, and this is why we have to, to say, you know what? We need to stand up and, and, and we need to go out and, and make a difference because if, if it's not us, then we are doing a disservice not only to our fellow man, but we're doing a disservice to our children, our progeny, the people who we are leaving this world to. I don't know, folks. I don't know if I've got 10 minutes left to live or 10 months or 10 years. I don't know. But And neither does anyone listening to this broadcast. Even if you're terminally ill listening to this broadcast, you really don't know because I don't think you've got an expiration date stamped on your heel. Maybe you do. Uh, if you do, then uh, yeah. you better double-check that. But, but I, I guess what I'm saying is the we're, we're past we're past defending, having to defend against um, accusations of conspiracy nonsense. We're past that because if if you can't look at what we showed you earlier, that ritual for the opening of the tunnel, if you can't look at the 2012 Olympics, if you can't look at the Super Bowl halftimes, if you can't look at all of these. A Bohemian Grove, and if you can't see the sexual perversity intertwined with a Luciferian satanic devil worship, then then you're blind. And if you can't pull Along in with all the church, right? And if you can't pull in Planned Parenthood into this because of the sacrifice, uh, the sacrificing, the murdering, and sacrificing of unborn children, if you can't see that, then you're blind. And if you can't see the larger picture behind the agenda of the LGBT movement, then you're blind, because that this will be the vehicle to shut us up to shut us down and to criminalize us and to throw us in prison and i heard uh, a speech jonathan Kahn gave a few months ago where he mentioned he, he spoke of it like this he says we need to be the light light does not conform to darkness darkness conforms to light and as the world continues to grow more uh, immoral it seems like more people are conforming to the world but as light does not conform to anything, we too must be like light and not conform to anything but the precepts of God, where the churches and the secularists are conforming to uh, the precepts of man and of tradition and of the world. And we need to be the example that Jesus set, who was the light and is the light. And we need to be a part of, the, we need to be the light ourselves. And as you just mentioned about the LGBT and the, and the, infecting of our church <clears throat> episcopal priest lgbtq people will revitalize christianity this is a headline out of breitbart news in a recent essay in salon magazine the reverend elizabeth edmund argues for the power of queer virtue to combat heteronormality or normativity i'm sorry heteronormativity and revitalize a Christianity that is too wedded in tradition 
traditional ideas of human sexuality and marriage. This Episcopal priest and political strategist, Edmund, attempts to redeem the concept of pride as central to the LGBT movement and integral to the authenticity of Christian life. Pride. Remember in Isaiah chapter 14, I believe it is, where there is a reference to Lucifer. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, mm-hmm. son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? Uh, thy pomp is brought thee down to thy grave. And in here, it goes on to talk about pride. Uh, it says, although it's, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. Thou shalt be brought down to the sides of the pit. For thou said in thine heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will exalt thyself above the throne of the stars of God. That's the pride. Lucifer not only wanted to be like God, he wanted to be above God. And now not only is the LGBT movement infiltrating Christianity, or should I say, not only is Christianity allowing the LGBT movement to infiltrate its organization, it is doing so with a banner of pride. And sadly, in our brainwashed, hypnotized state that most of us are in, people can make mistake pride for intelligence, for correctness, when it is the opposite. It is a destructive human sin. And people need to know the difference. Yeah. Well... You know, people do need to know the difference, and um, I'm going to just touch on this because I, I just really quickly kind of to to, to buttress okay. what you said. Okay, I, I see. Uh, when we talk about these these really dramatic things that are coming up, I, I see people say, "Well, you know, we are not to God. Uh, we are not to have a spirit of fear." Okay, I understand that. I, I get that. But, but, but hold on a minute. Uh, how many people out there have ever been on the wrong side of a gun? Have you been afraid? Oh, shame if you have. If you're a Christian and you're on the wrong side of the gun, and you, if you don't have a spirit, if you've got a spirit of fear, then you must not really be a Bible-believing Christian. Well, let's make a quick differentiation. There we go. You have a, no, we're talking. Go ahead. When you're in a situation that brings upon the fight or flight response, you have human uh, human nature, which brings on reactions that are part of your makeup. Having an instant of fear, recognizing the situation you're in, I would say is a part of human nature. But to act or live in that fear or just make decisions exactly. based on that is the problem. Well, you're not to live in timidity. Right. Okay, for example. So the, 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 the simple-minded, the simple-mindedness of many Christians I see say, well, you know, I'm not going to live in a spirit of fear. I don't care. I mean, you know, if, if the, if the, uh, uh, they come in, break my door in and take me to a FEMA camp, I'm not going to live in a spirit of fear. I, I understand that. I, I, I get that. Um, hey, 
But, but let me ask you a question. Do you think uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was ever afraid? No, we are not to, to submit or subjugate ourselves to that spirit of fear and timidity. However, that that doesn't mean. I mean, to, to be at, to have to to fear not. We'll say in a situation where you're in the opposite end of a gun, and they have no fear at all. Then, then to me, you've got some serious mental issues. That doesn't mean you. That doesn't mean you live in that that realm or that venue. And I want to be clear on that because, like God said, fear not those who can take your life, but but, but fear the one that can take your soul. I, I again, I understand that. But for me to hear someone say, "Well," I, I'm not going to live in fear. Of course, you're not going to live in fear. You're not going to live in that, that spirit of timidity. You're not going to do that. You're not going to. You're not going to uh, uh, surrender to that. However, in the in the human realm, if, for example, if you're in a situation where someone's pointing a gun at you and you don't know whether that person's going to shoot you or not, at, at that moment, if you say, "Well, I'm not afraid," then I got to ask, uh, "Are you all there?" Well, it depends. What do you mean? Maybe the person who has the gun being pointed at him has faith strong enough to trust in the Lord, whether they're shot or not. Uh, okay, I mean that's not I that's mean, not my point. You know what my point is? No, I guess I'm not I'm not understanding because. Um, okay, so so I mean I understand right. what you're saying about fear, but regardless of the situation you're in. In the, in the end, what are you afraid of? I mean, if if the end of the game is dying, are you afraid of of dying, or are you afraid of what happens after death? I guess would be the question. But in that moment, would you really be thinking about that? Well, no. I, I mean, you're you're in the physical. You're thinking about the physical. Yeah, you've got you've got to. I I think it's only healthy to have a. a okay, if you're if you're. If your job is to um, clean out the reptile or the snake tank that's full of, uh, you know, full of uh, uh, poisonous snakes, are you going to have a healthy fear of those reptiles? A respect, yes. All right. Like nature. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't know how how to make this. No, I know better. what you're saying. No. Because it, it's the same with it's the same with people who say, "Well, I'm going to vote for Jesus." All right, show me where he's on the ballot. Uh, okay, so we are we are we are living in a physical realm. We are living in a, in the physical right now. We it's 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 a corrupt Babylonic system of of Luciferian control. I mean, obviously, it's, you know, satanic. Got it. But we are to be. We are to be soldiers. We, that doesn't mean that we you take our tents and go home and you know retreat and let someone else fight. That's correct. All right. So, and, and Bob, Maggie, thank you. You know, there's a difference between you know experiencing fear and living in fear, and and, and that's correct. It, it, what I was getting at was you, you don't live your life in fear of what could be. You live. Knowing what will be based on the word, absolutely. All right, now because living in fear is is an insult to to God, right? And, and you know, again, I, I, I just 
I, I understand the concept of voting for Jesus. I, I understand that. Okay, I just I I just switched on this. I vote for Jesus every day. I, I get that. Uh, what I'm saying when is... When I hear that, you know what I... When I'm, but what I'm saying is, is, you know, I'm talking about in the real world on the ballot. On the flipping ballot. But see, I, I think that's where we're, we're, we're having a disconnect. I think people are so sick and tired. They see through the political system. They understand the I, mechanisms I behind it. I and it. they know there is no option... To their benefit or anybody's benefit. So they say that. All right, all right. So okay, so you know what? I'm I'm not gonna. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm I'm frustrated because I mean, the, the majority what we do, of Americans, you know what? I can't. We, and the electoral we, college, we can't. We can't make a Jesus. difference at the Planned Parenthood. So you no, know no, what? No, no, I'm listening, not gonna listening. go. <laughs> and, and you know what? Uh, I don't know. We're missing the point. We, what? No, I'm saying with the political thing, with the voting thing, uh, even if the majority of American voters and the Electoral College wrote in and voted for Jesus, what then? Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay, we live our lives like that, but but we... we okay. uh, you know, uh, People are just I, I, ready people are just for do what they the... Want to do. They're ready to get out of this, out of this evil, of course. corrupt world. Man, I, I, I me that, too. When, when I hear you uh, mention that somebody's saying that they're going to vote for Jesus, I think that they're just ready for this to be over. Well, uh, man, me too. All right, you know, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm absolutely. However, okay. We 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 are we are appointed here. We have to play our positions, and we have to. It's just like this. And I get emails saying, "Well, I don't know why you do what you do because you're not making any difference." Oh, yes, we are, because we are. And and I get emails, and and uh, Steve gets emails, and and Pastor Langford gets emails. You are making a difference, Doug, Joe, Steve, Pastor Langford, others, Paul McGuire, bringing winning souls, informing people, and and there's nothing wrong with providing information. In fact, it's good to know the enemy's playbooks, to understand the evil that's beset, beset against you, to avoid some of the traps and tripfalls uh, uh, before you. And those who don't want to know, and, and, and I've seen people like this, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I've seen people, I don't want to know what's wrong with me. I don't want to know what's wrong with me. Well, then how are you going to fix it if you don't know what's wrong with you? It's the same idea. All right? Yeah, I've had a stomachache for the last month, and it's, I'm bleeding internally, and uh, I've got pains here and there. Well, go to a doctor, you know. Go to a doctor, and, and there are diagnostic tests you can have done to find out what's wrong with you. I don't want to know what's wrong with me. Well, it doesn't, it's not rational. Because you're here in the physical. You've got to, you've got to deal with the physical. And if you don't, I do suspect you're going to be held accountable for that. I really do. So, as much as we want to reside in the spiritual and live in the spiritual, we have to address the physical. 
and so that's all I'm saying. When we look at the when we look at what's coming down the pike, and, and you know what the, one of the biggest things I think you talk about the spirit of fear. People don't want to know because they're afraid. The very people, in my view, who say don't live, I don't, uh, I don't live in a spirit of fear, and I don't need to know this, are the very people, in my view, who are afraid who are subjugated and bound by that spirit of fear that's discussed. Because, right, that's what I believe. I, I certainly believe that. I don't need to know. I, I don't need to know. Well, why not? If, if it helps you understand, and if you can then take that knowledge and go out and help and explain it to someone else, if you can say, hey, you know that 616... Or the six six sixteen ceremony in Los Angeles. This is a satanic ritual, and this is how it relates to everything. And it really, and you know that six one sixteen. Oh, you didn't hear about that? That bridge that or the tunnel dedication? Well, let me show you this. In fact, I showed somebody today, somebody who never saw. I mean, who I I'd met. Um, I, I've known for a while, but we've never discussed anything like this. I showed that video of the six one sixteen ritual of the dedication today, and hey, to my credit, they said, "Okay, I'm ready to listen now." I, of course, they didn't say exactly that, but that's the that's the result. What else you got? That person never before it took that particular showing of that of that ceremony for this person to say, "Okay, well, now what? What's this mean?" That's disturbing. I mean, it's really disturbing. So, what do you got now? I mean, what should I be paying attention to? Is that helping somebody? I think it is. Is that helping someone? Is that going to bring that person closer to God and perhaps salvation? I, perhaps it will. But if you don't do that, I, I mean, that's just one way. Thoughts? This is radio, so if you, I mean, yeah. people can't. No, it's uh, definitely something to think about. We do have a, par- a paralyzed, as you say, paralysis of analysis. We have a bombardment of overt, increasing occultic and satanic movements that are becoming more blatant and open in our public society. We have politicians, policymakers, and elected officials wholly turned over to evil, open about it, and working toward that end, their agenda, the evil agenda. Of wiping out Christianity. You know, hang on a second here. I just want to address. And we have the Paris France issue, which we can get into after. I just want to address this real quick because, again, when I I just left the chat room open here, and and I just this Richard somebody or other occupy until he returns, of course. But raw, raw this and fight that and resist the other in terms of winning in this world is like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It feels. Uh, You know. You know something. Wait a second. I have done. Uh, and then, then I apologize to my audience because I apparently am the worst communicator in the world. Okay. <laughs> no. Now hold, hold on a minute here. If that's what you believe, then I must be the worst communicator in the world. Because 
yes, occupy. What does occupy mean? It means to go out there and to do your job as a Christian. Right? Now, if doing our job as a Christian is like rearranging the duck chairs on the Titanic, then what the hell is your definition? Good point. What is your definition? What are you going to do? And and this angers me because we pour our our we pour eighteen hours a day into what we do. Eighteen hours a day, seven days a week. We're on the phone constantly. We're talking with people constantly. We're spreading the word constantly. We put our our heart and soul into this show. We put our money into this show. We try to spread the word far and wide. We try to win souls over to Christ. We do what we can do. We educate, we inform, we inspire, sometimes we entertain. And if you compare that to rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, now what in the hell would you do, Richard? Why are you even here? I think you took that out of context because there were some comments before that pertaining to the insanity of the two-party system. But, I mean, you're right in a lot of respects. Uh, Each and every person needs to, as I said earlier, they need to be that example that, that Christ left us. And the scripture always says, also says don't tell me I don't understand Occupy. Don't tell me I don't understand Occupy. Don't tell me. I, you know something? This is the problem with Christianity. And I'm not going to have an argument with somebody I can't see. This is the problem to me with Christianity today. Is Christians want it both ways. All right? Christians want to, you know, want to be just merely spiritual beings but exist in the physical realm you can't you cannot merely be spiritual without being physical as well or occupy or uh, existing in the physical i'm not i'm not going to argue well, i'll tell you i'm, I'm guilty of this. being gonna, in both I'm, ways i'm done with this i'm not going to do it I'll, I'll tell you, i'm i'm just as guilty of being in the physical world trying to be you know more spiritual but caught up in the physical aspects of our world more often than not much more often than i'd like to I think it's something each and every one of us goes through, especially those who are striving for a better spiritual relationship. Right. Let's uh, finish up with the news here, uh, the, the issues that we, we've we got to talk about, because, you know what, it's... it's uh, Important news and events out of the Hagman studio, yeah. Doug Hagman's blood pressure is... Rising. Well, well, you know what? It's it's it's. it's, it's <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, you know what? I, I, seriously, I, I, it, it, uh, yeah. Hey, let me uh, tell you. Let's, let me say a funny little story here. Be careful now. Um, this last uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday late afternoon, early evening, um, I was making some calls, talking to potential guests, and and uh, I came across Paul Bagley's number, and I knew I, I know I need to give him a call. We're scheduled to go to Indianapolis on July 28th to be filmed on his TV show. And I wanted him to come on our show and schedule a date to do that, uh, to talk about what we're going to be doing in Indianapolis, what we're going to be talking about, where it can be seen, and uh, how people can, can get that. Well, I didn't know he was in Israel. So 
when he answers the phone, <laughs> I hear so, he sounded real sick. He was like, yeah, he's like, uh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm like, Pastor, are you all right? This is Joe. Oh, it's Joe, I'm uh, I'm fine. I'm just in Israel and I was sleeping. <laughs> I said, Pastor, it's I'm three sleeping. o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, see what happened was he was taking a nap. He has his show on Sundays from seven to ten Eastern time. Uh, and he was taking a nap in preparation for that show. <laughs> and me, uh, I watched his church service, part of his church service earlier in the day, and I saw he wasn't there because I was going to call him, and I checked his website to make sure he wasn't in his church service. Right, but you didn't figure and he, he was wasn't in, there in Israel. Right, right. right. So, <laughs> long story short, I woke Pastor Beckley up, uh, and probably the little sleep he got that night in Israel. He's coming back on the 15th, by the way. Uh, so keep him in your prayers. But I just thought that was funny because, the, I don't know. Uh, like I said, his dad was doing the church service. I didn't watch or listen to much of it because it was more the music part and worship when I uh, turned it on. There wasn't preaching going on, so I muted it. And I didn't see the pastor there, and I thought he was uh, out of town or doing something else. So I figured it'd be yeah. all right to call him, you know, <laughs> Sunday you know, around dinner time, maybe a little bit later, before his 7 o'clock show. Well, and sure yeah, enough, yeah. it was like 11 o'clock in Israel, and he was he was sleeping, uh, getting ready for his, uh, getting some rest before his 7 to 10 show on Sunday. And that was pretty funny. It was, it, 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 yeah, so we, we well, we'll, uh, we'll make it up to, to Pastor. Yeah. Uh, in this last story, I want to uh, save this for last because this is very important. How many of you guys know out there that France held a France and the European yeah. Union yep. held a, um, a meeting where the heads of state gathered to create a two-state solution uh, in Paris, the capital of France? John, John Heller, uh, by the way, we're, we'll get John Heller on. Uh, he, he has a good. Uh, Good video on this, but go ahead. Um, and this is from uh, defendproclaimthefaith.org, John McTiernan's site. And he has a verse of the day, Obadiah one fifteen. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. As thou hast done to Israel, it shall be done to thee. Thou, thy reward it shall return upon thy own head. It says, notice how Paris, the capital of France, was being destroyed as the nations of the world gathered in Paris to try and divide Jerusalem in the land of Israel. How many of you guys heard about the floods in Paris? It, Paris was being really destroyed yeah. at the very same time yep. they were trying to divide Jerusalem. Now, this is only the hundred millionth time this has happened every single time leaders of the world seriously try to get together to divide Israel, something happens. Absolutely. An eye for an eye, uh, Kroger's book. You know... Is a good example of this. Yeah. Hurricane Katrina, the Gush Katif. You cannot separate... Okay, and and as as hard as you... As hard as people try, I I don't believe you can separate modern-day Israel from the Jews of the Bible. I understand... Look, I get... Oh, please, I know. I mean, you're just exacerbating Wait, you everything. You can't separate modern okay. Israel from Jesus. Right. This is the nation of Israel that wasn't and that was. Right. The prophetic aspect of things because. Right. And I've it, questioned this because the first two times Israel were established as a nation, God proclaimed it not only to his people, but that were chosen to, to make it happen, but to the prophets. And for them to declare to the people, to show unto the kings, proclamations were given and made. 
this time around, you have the controversy of Hitler, World War II, the Holocaust, and that birthed Israel. And if you read congressional transcripts and uh, historical books, you will find that it was almost a forced thing with the nations of the world to get this done. Right. But that doesn't mean God did not have a hand in it. Nor does it mean that does not serve God's purpose and is not the Israel that will and is in the end times. And I really believe when we and Steve and Pastor Lanford and Paul McGuire and others talk about this, when we see the battle, uh, there's a battle that are going to be shaping up for Israel. I think that God is going to is going to intervene as opposed to any other country, right? I mean, that's what I believe. At the, yeah. Well, final. we know that there is a, in in the tribulation, in the end, very end times, that there is a deal of peace and safety that, right. is, that is brokered. And a covenant, which it's right. going to be confirmed, not made, which I think is important. Yeah, confirmed, strengthened. strengthened. Right, right. And in the midst of the, the tribulation, it will, the covenant will be broken. Yes. And, and that's what prophecy says. That's what the Bible says. Well, here in France, France holds Israeli-Palestinian peace summit without Israel or Palestine in involvement. Yes. Which is the, nonsensical the, in its own right. But, <laughs> let's, but, not, and, let's, and, not invite, let's not invite... Let's not invite... Yeah. Uh, points it out. He says, what utter nonsense it is to state that all the trouble in the Middle East is caused by the Palestinians not having a state. This from someone living in delusion. The problem in the Middle East is caused by Islam, and Israel has done has nothing to do with it. Despite its own lingering problem of domestic Islamic extremism, France has turned its sights to attempting to solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Holding a peace summit on Friday without the participation of either Israeli or Palestinian authority... French President Hollandale kicked off the conference by strongly implying that the failure to create this two-state solution is the heart of the problem throughout the Middle East. And, and this is how it started in the beginning with the Balfour Declaration and the, the, the creation of Israel. It, 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 it's a political creation, not God's creation. Well, I understand that, but the Jews are part of this. But So, I mean, we... Yeah. And he goes on to say, to say the violence is this. growing and hope is fading. That is why we try to revive this peace process. We must work to realize that in the regional context of this diplomatic vacuum, we will be filled by extremism and terror. It has nothing to do with the millions of extreme uh, Islamists you've let into your your nation. And and, and just to to be clear, to watch this, we're starting Ramadan. There are incredible threats here in this country. It started? Yes. Fourth, fifth, it depends on location, but there are some credible threats in America right now, and watch as well as Europe, or especially Europe. Europe. Yes, yes. But please, 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 please. Now, remember, Islam has been weaponized, but that does not. That's still Islam is still a, the a threat here. The Islamic element is still a threat, and the DHS has been shipping people uh, quietly, but under the uh, orders of Obama and the DHS, as well as ICE and other uh, mm-hmm. uh, from the they border have been into, into cities. Illegals through UPS flights. Uh, I mean. This is a very well coordinated effort that could not be done without the help of 
authorities and governmental employees in positions to tell those authorities what their orders are. Back to France. Divine message. Yes. The divine message was a divine message sent to France in Paris while these talks were going on. You answer this. Natural disaster declared. Uh, Lorve artwork evacuated as River Seine hits 1982 record the same day as the French initiative talks. In an ironic twist of fate, the same Friday that the International Conference of the French French Initiative to Force Peace Talks on Israel was launched in Paris, floodwaters in the capital city reached peak levels in what has been declared a natural disaster. The river in Paris is set to reach 6 meters or 19 feet above its normal levels Friday, causing... uh, all sorts of horrible problems, flooding all over uh, to the point where museums are rushing to get their paintings out, um, not just one, many, to higher ground. And it goes on to say, forget unrelenting terrorism, the Hamas uh, Fatah split, and constant Palestinian refusal to recognize Israel as a national home of the Jews, according to a French pre-summit paper published on Thursday, Settlement activity is the main threat to a two-state solution. The brief document put out by French Foreign Ministry to explain French, the French initiative into the one-day Mideast summit to be held in Paris on Friday said the two-state solution was under increased threat, particularly with regard to continued settlement activities. Claire, Caroline Glick, Israel, by the way, has a lot to say about this, has written a lot about this. Go ahead. And as you went on to mention earlier about the Oswald, Oslo Accords, it goes on to say that in this paper, uh, it was um, what disrupted the peace process more than any other factor since 1993 Oslo Accords has been the breakdown of security due to the Palestinian adaptation of violence against Israel. But if you listen to mainstream news, it's, you know, they're the victims, always. Uh, anyways, citing the suicide bombings and rockets from Gaza, the current wave of knife attacks, Gold said that to ignore this recent history and focus on... Uh, Israeli settlements is completely uh, opposite of what is going on in the Middle East. The document did not, occlu- did not include a word regarding any Palestinian culpability for the current diplomatic situation. Mm-hmm. Meaning, all the violence in the Middle East is Israel's fault, according to these people who are sitting down trying to broker this two-state solution. They say the two-state solution will be the answer to the Arab Spring and all the violence that has continued to break out across the Middle East. Folks, Persia, Iran, very critical component of what, what we're talking about here. Despite the lack of reference here, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. The two-state solution is a lie. Yes, it is. Just to understand that. Uh, also, we have what we're seeing right now with with Israel, with the Middle East, is the, the the rearranging of power to usher in this antichrist system, and we're seeing the end of days or end of the days, at least the um, the old guard, if you will, but the, um, the, the 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 rearranging of power now into this confederation of of states and nations and against Israel, which will set the stage for um, the coming 
of the Antichrist system. And I think that all of this is playing together. You're right with the France, for example, meeting and, and cutting out the uh, voting and, and, and against, against right. Israel and, France and suffering and, the consequences. And but other secular humanists will never admit that. Right. France and other nations trying to broker a two-state solution between Palestine and Israel without either Israeli or Palestinian uh, diplomats involved. Right. They have no say in the matter. And this is how this is going to play out. They will have no say in the matter when the uh, agreement is reached, when the covenant is confirmed. And as yep. it ends in McTiernan's article, it cites Zechariah chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all people round about, when they shall be in siege both against Judea and against Jerusalem. Ask yourself this. What's going to replace the Arab system, the, the, the Middle East countries? What's going to replace the Middle East countries? Not democracy. All right. Folks, we're going to be back tomorrow with Dr. Michael Lake. Friday, uh, Ted Brower. Uh, we'll have open phone lines Wednesday. Uh, new new callers only because we've, we've been, I'll tell you, so many people unable to get on. So new callers Wednesday only. Friday, Ted Brower, more tomorrow, Dr. Michael Lake, and we'll talk later. <laughs> How's Have that? a good night, everyone. This is the Global Star Radio Network.